Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. Perhaps most distinct for her scars, Atlaran is host to a number of sacred or cursed sites, depending on whether you ask Bahamut or Asmodeus. Or, perhaps you'll ask the old Balin gods, whom the world herself and her moons and star are named after. These places, like Mount Gear, the Monomarig Meteor, Drosdana, the Dawn Deep Trench, the Shattered Continent, the Greenhall Sea, the entirety of Garrett Eldathos, they all play parts in the world's fate. But it's the people that truly shape it. And every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery. Quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum. Or, in most cases, both. And that brings us to our particular window in time. Following in the footsteps of a scorned bard and her unlikely lone wolf companion. Or, perhaps lone coyote is more apt. Sylvia Phelan, a half-elven bard unexpectedly turned knight of a fickle sea titan. Once a street urchin, Sylphie knows the meaning of hunger and struggle. With that, she also knows the meaning of flirtation and deceit. After all, pickpocketing is so much easier when they're distracted by a pretty face. Sylvia was born in Morsres Harris, the chosen den of the pirates, assassins, slavers, and traffickers known as the Arbiters. Adopted in later childhood by Wedna and Alistair Altera, Sylphie and her older sister Marin thought that life would be better with parents. But instead, they and their adopted brothers were taken into the family business of shady contracts and heists. And one day, rebellion from Marin left her dead, and Sylphie all alone. She fled the island and evaded notice from her family for a decade, but now she's on their trail for revenge. She's already struck her brothers Redner and Flynn off the list. And now with the might of the primordial sea goddess tell Donna set her back, her sights have turned to the rest. Kit. Just Kit. A shifter, or elusir, of the coyote totem and mildly devout cleric of Savros, the Balin god of mischief and wanderers. Originally hailing from Amnoblin as part of a group of natives called the Manamar and Dalmaric, Kit's people have always been harassed by the Skull, or outsiders, who seek to take their ancestral lands and waters. Kit's particular tribe was attacked when he was young, rendering himself and his brother Ren orphans, and forcing their tribe to flee their home continent altogether. They found refuge in Irakel, but struggled to adjust to the change from sub-Arctic to equatorial desert. Trusting in the sacred Mount Gear, heart of the world, to watch over them, Kit's people settled in the northern savannas. But Kit never settled, aimlessly causing trouble to Skull and taking mercenary contracts to send money home since he was 15. Kit has become a person of interest to the Guild of Wardens, enforcers who help keep the common laws. Thanks to Dana Fioris, a former troublemaking comrade who eventually went straight and became a warden herself, Kit has quite the dossier with the wardens and rarely struggles to find work at their guild. 
and now, alongside Sylphie, Kit has his own scores to settle with the Arbiters, though breaking apart an organization of kidnappers and slavers would be reason enough to destroy them. Well, hi, everybody. Hello. Well, hi, everybody. Oh, Hello. whoops. Whoops. Hold hi, on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, well, that was terrifying. I oh, my forgot God. to keep myself muted until I turn off the stream. Okay. I immediately was like, oh, no. What the fuck did I break this time? <laughs> nope. All me. All me. Oh, my God. Oh boy, hello everybody, welcome oh to the Lauren Adventuring Company. I hope you enjoyed our brand new intro, I was super excited about it. It was very cool. Uh, we will still have the old intro available on YouTube, and this one is going up tonight as well on its own, along with all the VODs, but uh, we came up with a new one so we could just get straight into stuff. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. let's recap right away. All right. Last oh, we're not time. screwing around. We're not. No, that's the whole point of the new intro was so that we didn't screw uh, around no. quite as much because oh, of the way we are. Well. <laughs> so last time, uh, a game entitled "The Palinstrades." Mm -hmm. uh, you guys opened in uh, Covert's Rest in the Pelin Peaks. And you had been surrounded by a number of Hydaelyn cultists who you thought were there for you, but it turns out after you finished them off, they were actually there for Clay, uh, not realizing that he had just joined you. Let's see. Uh, you, once you finished them off after a pretty difficult battle where I believe each of you went down once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, I had yeah. twice for me. Yeah, he's, he got okay. me down once. Mm -hmm. uh, you retreated back to the Horizon Runner as the Redding Lodge burned in the village, deciding that it was much smarter to get the fuck out uh, rather than stick around and see what happened next. Uh, heading northeast on your way to the Isle of Ambro, uh, Kit and Sylphie had a little bit of, a, little bit of an altercation about not telling each other things. Uh, each of you have your own secrets, and a couple of them were kinda, kinda, kinda bugging you a little bit. But uh, Sylphie finally revealed for certain to uh, Kit that Marin is alive, and uh, your sort of deal going on with Alistair. Kit, in turn, revealed that he's going to Amborough in order to pay for a bag, apparently. That was how you phrased it. You didn't actually say what you were really doing. Yeah, I did. Uh, we talked yeah. about the staves. Hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, you did, but not a lot. Kit's still keeping some things close to the chest. I feel like, am I? Do I you know something about is. Kit I don't? Yeah. I mean, his whole backstory. Oh, well, that that's that's no. totally different. Did you share what the thing is that you're dropping off? Yeah, the, the pseudo-dragon. The dragon egg. The pseudo -dragon okay, egg. I wasn't sure about yeah. that one. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, 
you talked a little more to Mia, not a ton, but a little bit, about Silas Moore and found out that he does not much care for his mother or Wedna. Um, so his, his relationship with Moore's Rest and Marin seems a little strange at this point. You're not really sure what his game is. Uh, just Probably that he seems, he seems to be different from his predecessor, but you don't know if that's going to be a good thing. They all think they're different. Anyway. Gross. After another two days on the sea, you approached uh, Green's March and uh, the island of Ambro, where you saw a wall of city-sized hurricanes around what you assumed was the island. Uh, the hurricane wall, aptly named, uh, completely surrounds the entire island on all sides, uh, as you've heard. And the only people who can get in are those who've pretty much already been there. You tied yourself, uh, you tied yourselves off to masts and rails to brace and, uh, took on several pretty hefty waves and lightning and uh, other nat well, I don't know if natural is the word for it, other phenomena, while your druid guide Astrid fought the storm to open up a path for you guys. You did lose uh, Captain Usam Aladir. Uh, Kit did get a moment to cast Waterwalk on him before he fell overboard, but you did leave him outside the hurricane wall, so you don't know what became of him. Probably nothing good. <laughs> Probably not. He could water walk for at least an hour, so hope he can uh, The run. first mate, still at the ship's helm, guided the ship into an archway created by Astrid, upon which, when you guys passed through this archway between hurricanes, uh, passing through the wall, all of the wind, all of the rain, all of the storms just stopped suddenly. And that is where we currently are. It is the 14th of Kervigar, so it's still midsummer. Uh, and you guys have just arrived upon the clearest uh, stretch of ocean that you've ever seen. Uh, the surface here is glass smooth. There is no wind. Uh, there are, uh, visibility is probably a good hundred feet or more. Uh, the water itself is a bright blue color, and oh. you can see uh, visibility underwater. Yeah, no, I was just like, visibility a yeah. hundred feet, that's not good. <laughs> visibility in the air is to the horizon. Gotcha. Or, well... It is in one direction. Looking behind you, you just see a wall of fog that separates you from what would be the hurricane wall, but you can't see the hurricanes at all. Um, I described that as you coasted your way through, as there's no wind to carry your ship here, uh, you see huts built on water, um, I compared it to, I think, Bali, uh, but the sort of idea I was going for, uh, Ben, you would probably know this, 
is in Final Fantasy X. Kilika. Um, what? Kilika. Kilika. That's what it's called. Yes. Uh, more more Kilika style, um, with the walkways between uh, different homes. It's like uh, all of them are built. Yes. All of them are built instead of the houses themselves being on stilts. There's oh no. like oh no. a couple miles what? worth. Oh no. What's happening? What are you oh knowing about? Oh, oh no. we froze. We can uh -oh. still hear her, but she froze. Continue. Okay. So we're back. Uh, Yay. Where did we lose you? Uh, you were saying the visibility and something about Final Fantasy. <laughs> Great. Okay, yes. So I the sort of inspiration for this place is Kilika from Final Fantasy X. Um, but for everybody who's not a massive video game nerd, Bali. Um, let's see. I actually pulled up some pictures of Kilika to get yeah. a better idea of what I was going for. But yes, um, so the entire... Uh, this part of the village. You do see there's a village on land much further inland. Um, but this part is built like maybe a good two feet above the water surface and it's uh, almost a mile stretch of just wooden platforms. The super thin platform that houses are just built here and there along its edge. Um, on land, uh, the more permanent looking structures in the distance, you can see are primarily made of uh, stone uh, stone blocks. Um, sort of an older style of architecture that really isn't that common since the Calamity. Um, the almost a medieval uh, God, what am I going for here? Whatever, medieval-esque. Um, and some places like with uh, lime wash. Um, but looking at the village as the ship is beginning to coast and get slower and slower and slower without the wind, um, you do see people moving around on this platform village over the water. Um, from a distance, they just look like people just going about their everyday business. A lot of them carrying baskets and nets and fishing rods and that sort of thing. Uh, they do see you coming and several people stop and stare for a good long while as the ship starts to, the keel of the ship starts to catch the sandy bottom of what in the world? He's singing Stop and Stare by I, One Republic. I sure am. <laughs> wow, okay. I love how I know. <laughs> it's just so sad that I know that. Yeah. Yep, um, that's exactly what I was doing. I hate that song. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I overplayed that song to myself in middle school. Yeah. Um, yes, the keel of the ship starts to catch the uh, white sandy bottom of the of the shoreline and the ship sort of grinds to a halt near the shore <laughs> and uh, you see several people um, take off pieces of clothes and jump into the water like not completely disrobed but some of them they're nudists um, <laughs> and jump that's why there's a hurricane <laughs> that's why the hurricane's here it's because it's a nudist yeah. colony and they're they're putting it up so that no yeah, one will judge them. Exactly. 
Welcome to Green's March Nudist Colony. Take off your clothes. Join the fun. Don't forget your sunblock. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, they uh, dive off the platforms and come, uh, come out to meet you guys. You do notice that they swim immensely fast. Well, okay. Now I'm, like, nervous about no, internet issues, sorry. so anytime I see you guys, like, make a weird expression, I'm like, what? What's I happening? Was, I thought I was gonna yawn, but I didn't. No, okay. my lighting that keeps adjusting. Um, but these, these figures under the water just shoot toward the ship and, uh, uh come up to the side where uh, the crew throws down a rope ladder, and uh, one of them climbs on board. Uh, you are greeted with what looks like a human, but probably isn't. Um, this very tall, uh, broad, uh, muscular and athletic woman climbs on board. Um, you can see that the few clothes she's kept on are like a halter top and sort of like almost these capri-style uh, pants that everything's fairly form-fitted. Um, and you notice as she climbs up and the water is draining off of her that these gills at the side of her neck close. She's a mer person. Yeah. Um, she has She's them. She has them on the side of her neck Merple. and under her ribs. Uh, but as oh. she as she steps up, uh, you also notice that along the outside of her forearm, there's a fin that lays flat against her arm. And uh, she has, uh, her feet are a little less human looking. They're definitely webbed and they don't have like human toes. They have sort of like claws on the end. But everything else about her looks very human. Um, but she steps up sort of looking over all of you, pushing back this long dark brown hair that's just uh, dripping wet and looks over you all kind of suspicious until she sees Astrid who comes down the length of the boat uh, they start speaking in a language that you guys think might be common adjacent but it's like it's like being from California and listening to a bunch of people from Appalachia talk to each other <laughs> it's very weird um, you get the gist that they know each other and they're greeting each other and they actually meet each other with a hug uh, but Astrid finally turns to the crew who have now gathered battered, some of you bloody some some of you like bull still smoking slightly from being <laughs> uh, struck by lightning Oh god! Uh, and Astrid just sort of motions broadly to the island and says uh, welcome to Ampero. That is the worst trip I have ever taken. Yeah, I'm not really uh, raring to go. I want all my for money a round back. two. All of it. Hey, but Kit, do you want to just live here so we don't have to have do to that leave again? again? Yeah. Can Let's you just live here? Live. I can just send messages to your sister. We can just call it good. Cool. Yeah. We'll just say, hey, meet meet up here yeah please God. meet me at the candy shop 
campaign over. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, we're done. We're going. <laughs> this is home. Campaign <laughs> yep. two is going to be Ren and Marin trying to find you guys. That would be fun, actually. It, that's be fun. my. That's kind of my backup plan if you guys die. Oh, maybe we should go back through the storm. <laughs> oh no. Uh. So uh, yeah, that was like. Sylphie kind of like takes her hair in like a big thing and like wrings it out, full of water. Kid just, just shakes like, like a dog. <laughs> Oh god, I I said it a minute ago, but I freaking forgot to introduce everybody. Hi, um, <laughs> I'm Taylor Wallace. I'm your dungeon master. If you haven't figured it out. Oh yeah, we uh, just jumped right in. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm Blake. I'm uh, Kit. Yeah, this... I'm Alicia. I'm Sylphie. Done. Yeah. Now we can keep playing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, <laughs> as these two greet each other, uh, you get the idea that this broad, tall woman is some kind of authority figure. Um, as more of these mer people question mark come Marble. on board, um, some of them have more triton-like features. Uh, like some of them have actual finned ears, and a couple of them are full blood tritons. Um, but they all seem to be just a general mix, um, and they look to this taller woman as a sort of leader. Uh, hey, Astrid, you want to introduce us? Because, you know, we almost died getting in here. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Um, so, hi. Um, welcome to my hometown. Uh, this is Mari. She's kind of... You know how, like, the wardens have the water marshals... She's like the leader of our version of the water marshals. Okay. She's she's like a water druid. The deputa. No, like. Oh, the the druid. The okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Not actual water marshal, just our version. Um, yeah, and uh, the woman Mari steps forward. Uh, looking over the two of you as the ones that uh, Astrid is focused on. And she seems mildly confused by the sight of Kit, in particular. Um, confused, but welcoming, I should mention. Uh, and she sort of focuses on you and extends a hand and just says, Welcome, brother. Hi. Shake, shake. Shake, shake. Sonora. Shake, shake. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to turn into Beetlejuice. It, we can't... There are certain words you can't say without it becoming a song. I'm going to hit myself with the cure wounds. Harry Belafonte. Wonderful man. Uh, okay. Okay. So uh, you just shake I'm your just, hand and don't say I shake my hand. I just shake my hand and I'm like, cure wounds. Like, I'm dying. Hi. And yes. I Do I recognize her? Do I know what, what or who she is? Uh, you get the idea that she's probably half Triton by the evidence well, yeah. displayed before you. She's a fish. Um, you don't know who she is. Okay. Uh, but you do know that in, of course, in your culture <coughs> in Amnoblin, 
um, the spiritual and magical and sometimes overall leaders of your people are druids. So to, uh, to I guess to put it simply, uh, higher druids like this woman are sort of the shepherds of your people, period. Oh, not, not just a... the not just the Elusir, yeah. but all of the Dalmarg, all of the Monomar, all of the Malandrata. Um, gotcha. Yeah. There you what is going on? What? My camera keeps adjusting the lighting and it's like flashing. Can you see it, is, it doing yeah. it? It's annoying this... the shit out of me. What is happening? This I don't know. stream today is just clearly Fucking cursed. Fuck. It's going on vacation early for next yeah, week. For next week. Yeah, Ugh. for real. It's like, um, excuse me. I don't want to work today. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Uh. <laughs> okay, not. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it at that color. Hopefully that works. But anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, hi. So, hello. Um, I'm here to deliver a package. Um, do you have <laughs> take me to your leader? <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of laughing like Muttley. Um, <laughs> this stream is we're gonna doomed. be a fucking mess tonight. Oh my god! Oh, bad. oh my oh, god! god. <laughs> Uh, oh dear yeah um we're only 35 minutes in we're not gonna have you cannot fix your mascara for at least another hour and a half mm -hmm. get some get no some crying ready fold just up do order <laughs> oh, it's fine i'll just pat it i'll pat it it's fine okay we're fine we're good oh <laughs> uh, yes uh she she nods to you she says well, um, oh. which one? Do you... The druid leader? Do you, do you by chance, let me just, let me just lay this on you. Do you know someone named Alar Roannon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, kind of a weird, weird dude. Does a lot of weird magical stuff. Mm. Look kind of flamboyant. I'm a weird. Um. You're a what? She's a wear. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. She, she said she's a were, so that means she's some sort of like were fish. Yeah, I'm a weir. A were fish. Yeah. Me mother's Sorry. a were bear. It's taking me a second to get into her accent. They're supposed to be Scottish. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah, um, she says, uh, uh, "Come on, shore. We'll we'll get you taken care of." Okay. Do we have to swim, uh, or can we? I. And she looks at the ship, which is not in good Destroyed. condition. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the masts is just about to break. And you guys don't have any, like, lifeboats or dinghies or anything. She says, uh, give me a moment. I'll, I'll get you a, a ride. And she turns and just dives off the side of the ship. A uh, few of her people stick around with you guys, just sort of checking over everybody. Uh, several of these people seem to be druids as well, but like lower tier. 
and they start basically handing out cure wounds. Um, what uh, what are you guys at? Thirty five out of fifty eight. I'm at twenty out of fifty. Just kidding. We had aid last time, so technically I have sixty three. Okay. Uh, each of you can take back uh, 12 HP. Oh, 12 HP. As you both get bopped with. We're getting healed. Healed. And in the time it (laughs) in the time it takes them to fetch some little fishing boats from on shore, they sort of gather up everybody and heal you up a little bit. Uh, and you are ferried to shore. Um, instead of oars, there there don't seem to be really. Uh, they didn't bother to bring oars, so they just. What's happening? I'm what? paddling. I'm doggy paddling. No, no, this they paddling? they didn't they didn't bring you oars. So what they do is they put you guys in the boats, tie some ropes to it, and swim you to shore, which oh. with their accelerated swimming ability is kind of like having a powerful trolling motor. It's like a chariot. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice. <laughs> Onwards, half tritons. Um, Ahya! Ahya! But yes, you are brought to the actual oh. shoreline next to the next to the village itself, and by this point, several uh, several small crowds of people have gathered here and there. Just sorry, there. our background music just had a whale sound, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like it sounds at us. It's whale mom. <laughs> it's whale mom. Yeah, she's here. It was an orca too, so it was like real high pitched. It just scared me. Okay, there's, there's a whale sound that goes off in the background, and Sylvie oh, just like grips the edge of the boat and is like, "She's here." <laughs> honestly, honestly. You oh, may no. actually hear that here. Or like I'm some home. dolphins nearby. Kit, I could rule here as a god. <laughs> <laughs> I could oh, rule here as a god. I'm a chosen knight of Tal Donos. They probably love her here. Can I, I push could be her like, off the boat? Yeah. The- you want to push Sophie off the boat? Yeah. <laughs> sure. You guys are on shore, but there's still like shallow water you can push her into. Perfect. Gotta get okay. that clownfish. Um, make a contested strength check. So both of you. This is gonna be great. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> that was a four for me. Eight. Oh wow. This okay. is like watching two toddlers fight. We're just like. Eh. Um. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, you do see it coming, and you like brace for it, but you don't you don't make up for the fact that the bottom of the boat is rounded so you don't have good footing as Kit just walks up to you and shoves you off by the shoulders. <laughs> and he just... Psh. The fuck? Get your... Call the fish. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe I will. I'm gonna try and... I'm gonna throw out my vibes, but they're angry vibes this my time. My fish like, vibes. Come, come to me, fishes. <laughs> Help. I love how... I love how this was supposed to be, like... Being a paladin, you just fucking turn into like the shittiest Aquaman ever. <laughs> and I mean, Aquaman's already pretty shitty, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come to yeah, me, fish. You just sort of float 
half float there, but like you're you're not with your armor, you're just heavy enough that like your butt touches the sandy bottom, so you're like half floating and you feel a little a little like boop against the side of your hand. It's the clownfish, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's the clown. Have you seen my son? Listen. <laughs> listen, pal. I, I look down at it. I'm like, listen, I know that we're like BFFs and everything, but like, if you could send like someone a little bigger to like, I don't know, jump at him or something. Oh my God. If you free Willie me and I die. <laughs> I was thinking about a swordfish. Make me a wisdom check. <laughs> Watch, Sylphie can never get Taldanos to listen, but she can fucking talk to this clownfish. Oh my god, I'm rolling like dicks oh, okay. already. Uh, is a it was a check? Uh, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah, uh, it's six. Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Six. Um, yeah, he's just like waving his little his little tail back and forth, looking at you, just wide eyed, happy little fish. And then. Behind him in the distance, you just see a dorsal fin raise up out of the water and then sink back below the surface. Oh. What color is it? Dark gray. Oh, no! Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I turn back to Kit. I'm like, I may have, uh, sent out some bad vibes, uh, into the... Bad vibe! Bad vibe! Into the Taldanos network, so we should probably get on shore. Real quick, check his vibe. <laughs> Bad vibe. In in the distance, you just hear. Nope, nope. No, okay. I knew it was a shark. I, sit, I stand up and I I like awkwardly run to the shore. I saw the waters like draining out of your armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the little clownfish follows you as far as he possibly can, just wiggling his little butt. Okay, th- thank. I'll I'll give him like a little pat on the head, like a little gentle pat. Yeah. He, he just sort of like, if a fish could smile, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he just does a, and he turns around and goes and swims out back to sea toward the dorsal fin. You should have given so, him a copper. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Joke on it? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he just disappears off into the water. He's, he's such a bright reddish orange and the water is so clear that you can watch him until he hits the fog wall and just disappears. He didn't get eaten by the shark? No, shark didn't seem interested. He's gonna swim into... (laughs) He's gonna swim into that hurricane and die. (laughs) He just slowly (laughs) swims through the fog and then hits the other side and just... just, (laughs) No, he hits the cycle and he's just like... Gone. (laughs) That's how he's getting places... That's why he, that's how he's getting places so fast. He's just riding the weather. Oh, I'm sorry, the goofy thing got me way too much. Oh <laughs> I've God. never heard anybody be able to cut, be able to do it. I mean, it wasn't like good, but <laughs> but it's 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 good enough. Um, anyway, oh, Jamie's here, yay! <laughs> oh my God, I just I want to hear star. I want to hear that clownfish just. Gone. Every like ten seconds, you just hear. 
because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, does that mean the shark is Bruce? It could be. <laughs> he just swims up to you guys like in your face, which is like Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh my I god. This episode is haunted. <laughs> it oh. is. It's cursed, as they say. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, we all need to fix our mascara now. So. <laughs> so you guys are on shore after that little debacle. Mm -hmm. um, being stared at by a village of people. Um, and Mari is standing before you guys, uh, Astrid at her side, as the crew of the Horizon Runner, which are all just broken and battered and bloodied, all just kind of crawl on shore. Few people, like, lay in the sand and just thank, thank whatever god they believe in that they've made <laughs> it back to land. A couple of them just turn and look at the Horizon Runner, which is kind of listing to the left ever so slightly, to the port ever so slightly. And uh, one of the masts is kind of at an angle as well. It's not in good condition. Uh, the sails are fucked. But uh, you guys are all just being stared at for the moment, uh, except for Astrid, who weirdly enough seems to fit in here. Uh, Kit, uh, you do see Mari speak to uh, pff, god damn it I've almost gotten rid of the fruit flies almost. almost gotten rid of them so I figured out where they were coming from um, <clears throat> uh, she sends off a younger triton toward the main village uh, further inland turns to all of you and says alright well uh, <clears throat> I assume you didn't have a very good time getting through the hurricane wall. Not which, well, not really, but I mean, well, you the know. good news is it still works. And she uh, turns and looks at all of her people who are gathered and staring, and she says, "What are you all gawking at? Go back about your business." And they all just sort of take off. Um, but she motions for you all to follow her as she makes her way toward the mainland village. Uh, uh, while we're walking, mm -hmm. I'd like to just kind of stride up next to her and like, so you're saying, so you said it still works. Uh-huh. Does somebody, like, is somebody, like, doing that to protect you guys, mm -hmm. or? No. <coughs> okay. It just kind of exists. Do you know uh, how long that's been going on? Uh, as of today, about 200 years, 4 months, and 14 days. Exactly. Oh, I mean, is there, like, some sort of history that lets you know, like, how long it's been going on? Like, was there some sort of event that was, like... Well, exactly 200 years four months and 14 days ago was the calamity. Oh, I guess so, wasn't it? Darn, I shouldn't... I should remember that, you know. <laughs> exactly when the calamity was. But... Well, I mean, it happened at the start of the year, 200 years ago, so it's not that hard. But, no, it's, uh... 
It's been here as long as our people have, ever since Kenemuk Ambro led us here from the ruins of uh, Keladir City. Or, well, some of our people. The rest joined us from Amnobolin a short while after. Interesting. Uh, cool. I imagine I'm walking with you two. Yeah. Point. Yes. Okay. Um, is there like. Did. Is Kenna the one that set up the hurricane, or was it, was it here when you got here? Uh, according to what she left behind for us, uh, it was beginning to build when we arrived here. Uh, when the crater was created, the Greenhall Sea, as it's now known, uh, we climbed out with her help and ended up on uh, Enoch, made our way west, and we saw a storm in the distance, uh, which was here, blocking the, uh, blocking the passage between the islands, and Kenna told us to make our way through it and there would be a safe place for us. It wasn't quite as violent as it is now. In fact, at the time it was little more than a small rainstorm. Does it surround the entire island or is it yes, just... the entire thing. Is this the only settlement? Is Greensmarch the only place people stay? Uh, there are small groups of people in what we call camps and outposts further north, but no proper towns. None of them, I, I wouldn't even call any of them villages. Just groups of people working together. Homesteads, if you will. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Are there any, like, things we shouldn't miss while we're here since we're gonna be here for a while any like tourist attractions historical points of interest is there like you're a asking, guided tour is there like a island. spelunking cave yeah or like oh, a yes a ice cream shop that has like weird flavor of ice cream that Ooh, or like those ice cream like, shops that just have the tiny little balls of ice cream that you can eat or, like, an ice cream shop that puts, like, gold leaf on your ice cream for mm. some reason, even though it, like, has no flavor whatsoever. Do you have, like, a racist hot dog stand next to the beach? <laughs> that might be a little too on point for anybody else, P.S. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, that's a Michigan thing. All right, sorry. Do you have any of those, that stuff? Yeah. Okay, I was making sure you guys were done. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you're asking all these inane questions, she just kind of slows down and looks at you guys until she eventually comes to a halt, just staring. She's like, you're asking me if an island of druids that's been cut off from the world for 200 years huh? has an ice cream stand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you gotta know. Won't it, I mean, you guys have had plenty of time to get them set up. For real. Let's continue. And she just <laughs> continues on forward. Um, decidedly, this entire island is good 150 
maybe full 200 years behind the rest of the world. Mm. Uh, there are no signs of modern inventions here, so you won't find anything steam-powered, which is still pretty new. Um, you, uh, you also notice that as opposed to the other islands that you've been to here in Harris, which kind of have a uh, Tudorian style to a lot of their architecture, the sort of uh, uh, timber frame walls, um, this entire settlement is old school, basically. Um, I, I mentioned it before, but a lot of the construction is stone or uh, some of the smaller, uh, less uh, less important buildings are. Have you guys ever seen Celtic roundhouses? I've got a um, vague idea. They're they're basically they're roundhouses. Um, they're little houses that are made of uh, wattle, which is uh, branches uh, weaved between oh, okay. posts in a circle and then filled in with mud. Um, and then the after that hardens, they make a roof either out of uh, branches, tiles, or thatch. Um, in this place, they use thatch, uh, made of uh, seagrass, specifically. Um, there's not a whole lot of those buildings because they are, you know, they do degrade faster than stone buildings. Um, but all of the stonework here is very... It's very Spartan, not in the Sparta sense, but very sparse. Um, the There's not a whole lot of decoration outside of tapestries and weaving. Um, everything here is very utilitarian. Um, though you do see that practically every single building here that is basically older than a year is covered in plant life. Ivy, mosses, uh, there are several homes that are, they have stone walls and they have earth roofs. Uh, some of them are actually built into hillsides. Um, not quite Hobbit-like, but a similar idea, like half the building is outside the uh, hill, half the building inside. Um, the place that the village is set into is uh, on the edge of the start of a large old growth forest a um, lot of very gnarled twisted oak trees uh, living oak trees especially and uh, <coughs> several houses are built around trees using them as the main support structure without killing them um, the uh, the majority of the town is set into this little dip between hills and the main road runs uh, on either side of that dip and then the very center is actually a stream that weaves its way out to the shoreline coming from a spring that you can only imagine is probably several hundred feet deep and the source of fresh water for the village um, if you can imagine like basically Kichitakipi big springs but deeper and without all the branches but uh, uh, Mari brings you into the center of the village where you actually see the stone ring around the uh, spring that sort of marks where it's safe to, to walk because if you get too close to it, you'll just sink right into it. 
Uh, there are several people actually fishing in it. Uh, they just have, instead of like a cast rod, they just have a string on a stick and they drop down a weight into the spring and they pull up uh, these massive fish that they sort of look like catfish, but they have several sets of pectoral fins and they're um, almost dogfish in their length. Uh, but they're easily the size of, like, a person's torso. Um, but everything... Yeah. Uh, everything is generally pretty quiet and peaceful here. Uh, most people wear pretty simple garb. Uh, women tend to wear just, like, the halter top and then shorts or sort of capri-length uh, trousers. Almost nobody wears shoes. Uh, the men typically don't wear shirts. They either wear some sort of, like, short trouser or, uh, if you guys know what a lava lava style skirt is, it's sort of like an islander style skirt. Uh, some people wear those. Um, probably the people you see wearing the most clothing, because it is strangely warm here, uh, are a few people gathered around a few shrines to the Balin gods and to the Gearhold gods that line this central circle. Um, they're wearing just sort of simple, thin linen robes, mostly in earthy colors. Um, but once you guys get into the village, nobody really pays you guys any mind. They glance and they're like, ooh, outsiders, and just go about their business. They don't really seem to care about you all that much. Can um, I, while we're walking, can I take a look, like, towards the center of the island and see if I can see mm -hmm. anything that looks like it marks the center of the storm, like a landmass or, like, a weird cloud formation? It's funny formation. you should ask. Okay. Because I was about to mention. Okay. Um, looking toward the center of the island, which to where you are right now is a little bit uh, to the west and, you know, uh, north and to the west, you see that uh, it's a little hard to see from this vantage point, sort of in the low point of the village, but you can see over the tops of the trees, there's some looming distant shape. And it's too far away to tell what it is, but it is way bigger than the surrounding forest. It's it's okay. big enough that it starts beyond the horizon and you can still see it. Mm. The bottom of it starts beyond the horizon and you can still see it. Uh, I turn to Kit and I say, um, all right, so plan time, because we didn't really have much of a time Remember, to talk about that. she's right next to us. Oh. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Mari, Mari looks at the two of you and says, do you need a moment, or yeah, need you to see the Elder Druid? Uh, we'll just, like, trail back here. Um, if you want to just keep leading the way, we're just going to have a little side chat. And she sighs, and she points to what is the largest building in the village, which completely stands out from the rest of the architecture and would actually be super familiar to Kit. Um, it actually reminds you a little bit more of the architecture you saw in uh, Cover's Rest, 
this uh, lodge-style building with the uh, with the uh, triangular roof that's super steep and reaches all the way to the ground. Uh, very Amnobolan, uh, like sub-Arctic-style uh, wooden building, uh, mo- built mostly out of driftwood and a little bit of stone foundation. Um, the front part of the structure is a thatched, uh, is this thatched triangular shape. And then the back part actually rises up much further with more stonework and more driftwood into uh, two towers on the either side of a raised uh, second uh, steep roof. Um, and at the very top, there's this uh, little cupola that sits at the highest part of the middle roof. Um, that you can see someone is standing in there, but you don't, you can't tell what they're doing or what they're looking at. And both of the towers, which raise up a little bit further, uh, one of them has a bell inside of it that, uh, the sort of brass color catches the sun and makes it shine. Uh, hanging in the other tower, you see, a some kind of shape that, registers to you as maybe a person but hanging upside down. Oh. It's Spider-Man. It's one of the bat people. It's way too big to be uh, Mercoptera. It's Spider-Man. It's Mothman. <gasps> Even better. <laughs> Even better. Um, okay, so she points to that building? Yeah, she points to that building says, well, um... I have some things to get sorted out, so whenever you're ready, just walk in there and ask for the Elder Druid. She'll, I'm sure she'll see you. Okay. Can uh, do. In the meantime, if you need me for any reason, uh, she points to another building close beside this one that's just sort of a small stone shack with a thatched roof. She says, that's that's what I stay. We don't really have accommodations for visitors because we don't get visitors. So most folk who come here, we typically give them a place to sleep in the Grand Temple. And she motions back to the large building. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Make yourselves Thanks. comfortable. Don't do anything stupid. I would never... Of course not. <laughs> oh my gosh. I oh, want to trespass on your hospitality. Of course Treat not. the plants with kindness as if they were your own family. And she walks away. Uh, Do you know what? Have you ever had a plant family before? She also, well, she also doesn't know how I've treated my family in the past, particularly the stabbing. and Maybe the... we shouldn't kill every plant in the yeah. village. Well, I mean, I wasn't planning on it. Considering but... you're surrounded by plants, it may not be a good idea. Yeah. Um, Maybe one of them are running a little plant arbiter ring. Uh, and, and to give more sort of color to how the plant life works here, there are no roads in this village really there are like little tiny paths that just exist from god damn it uh exist from being traveled constantly but literally every inch of available earth is covered in greenery that's been allowed to grow wild um 
just standing in the middle of this central square, uh, you guys probably have tall grass all around you, and you're probably standing on moss that's like super spongy and almost bouncy. Um, it's been allowed to grow for so long that you probably couldn't tear it up if you tried. Uh, ivy just grows out over every inch of stone, just sort of wrapped into the cracks in between it. And pretty much every 20 to 30 feet, there is a tree of some kind. Uh, inside the village limit, there is exclusively silvery birch trees. Of course. What? <laughs> I saw that one. I was way too slow. Uh, I turned to Kit, and I'm like, okay, so, plan time. So, we're going to yeah. give that egg to whoever lives up there. Mm -hmm. And then we want to try and find the staff, which, the staff. Keep that on the DL. Well, that's why I waited for her to leave. We want to try and find, okay, let's do code word for it code then. Word. We're gonna try to find the, the mushroom. Oh. oh, the mushroom. We're okay. both going for food, at least. <laughs> Alright, find the mushroom. We're the gonna mushroom. try and find the mushroom. Uh, how... I mean, nobody here seems to really have a clue about that. The, uh, she said that the, the storm surrounds the entire island. Do you see uh -huh. what's off in the distance? You, Make you perception see check. Oh, okay. Her or me? Both of you. I'll give you more detail if you get a good okay. one. Okay. <laughs> Nat one. A six. Kit, you can't find it anymore. Oh, you where'd can't it go? See it anymore. Where'd it go? Um, <laughs> Sylphie, you do see what he mentions. Um, and it is hard to see from this distance. There seems to be a fog bank rolling in. Um, you do see this humongous, I almost said Titanic and I remember what happened last time. <laughs> you do see this, this giant structure. You think it might be a structure because it's so big, but it has such a weird shape to it that you think it might be a tree. Uh, but it is so big that you can tell it's the base of it is below the horizon over three miles, uh, well, for at Lauren, it'd be over like nine miles away, because um, it's three times the size of Earth. Um, and Earth, you can see three miles to the horizon. Anyway, science. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Come here. Need it. I actually got him. Yay! <laughs> I, I grabbed him, and I fucking was Death so surprised I let him go. Fly. He's still alive. God damn it. Um. Anyway, uh, whatever it is, it starts below the horizon and is tall enough that you can still see it, even at this distance. Um, your best guess is that it's maybe a tree, um, but you've hot. never seen anything of that particular shape. Uh, and it seems to be, just from your rough estimate, probably around 2,000 feet tall. Jeez. 
the only I'd trees put... you know of that are that tall are in Garrel Shell. Um, and Caladros. I point over at that. <laughs> I like <laughs> The kid just doesn't see it. It's like, where'd it go? And I'm like, it, you mean it's hard that to see. thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that uh, thing. Did you see? Because that, I don't, yes. I can't see it anymore, but it should still be there. Um, it's there. Okay, good to know. Uh, that, if that marks the center of the island, it's probably where it is. Or we could be barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> LOL, LOL. Uh, Dog uh, jokes are hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to spend the time? I mean, I mean, I our ship's fucked. So that's true. Uh, how how much longer would it take to get a new ship? I mean. There are no ships here. Oh. Yeah. Are you... So... That you can see. Someone so... could potentially teleport us somewhere. Yeah. But Which we... would be nice. Yeah, but, I mean, if we're going to be stuck here anyway, we might as well just go on a little walkabout and see what we can find okay, while I we're mean... stuck here. I wouldn't love to spend a ton of time here. Oh, we don't have of, to. You know. It'd take reasons. us less than a day to walk to that. Okay. It'd take us the same amount of time to walk back and then be like, hey, get us to like Enik. One to two days tops. Okay. Depending on how well you deal with old growth. I'm I not mean, very uh, outdoorsy. Oh, well. If you couldn't tell. I'm very outdoorsy. I know. And I don't... You know... what? I, okay, fine. You will be the guide or whatever. Okay. And I'll follow. We should probably b bring Bull and yeah. maybe Clay and them just in case we run into any funny biz. Yeah. You know. Because if... You're right, and if the Heidelin cult is wanting to get in on this mushroom, mm -hmm. then it would probably behoove us to surround ourselves with allies. Uh, You're not wrong. So we don't die like we almost did last time. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I don't even know if some of the people on our ship could even potentially be involved and they're already here. Oh god, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, it we be, should... Wouldn't it be a real thing if the reason they keep finding Clay is because they were already with him? But I don't think anybody with Clay joined us. They didn't, but at the same time, they like... They didn't, you guys. They could be anywhere. They died. They could yeah. be anybody. They could even be you. They no. could already be here. <laughs> uh, so. Okay. So let's drop off this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I need to take a nap or something. Yeah, me too. Still kind of hurting. I'm running out of spell slots. So. Same. Maybe we can. What time of day is it? Oh, late afternoon. Oh, okay. we can drop this off and then spend the night and then go for a walk. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Okay. Cool. Let's go drop off this pseudo dragon egg. Go team go. Cool. Go team go. Okay. Um so for the moment you two are on your own, uh Bull, Mia, and Clay have sort of wandered a little bit. Continue. And just doing the karaoke hits. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, make your way toward the uh, temple that was shown to you. It's placed in such a way that you you imagine that this was the first major building ever completed here. It is placed very specifically. Uh, the door faces exactly south um, and it is lined up with the spring uh, and you see that um, or Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, it is lined up not exactly south. Uh, the alignment of this building is that the peak of the back roof lines up exactly with that structure in the distance or that shape in the distance. Um, so when you're standing looking up at it straight on from in front of the spring, it creates a perfect line. Um, and if you look behind you, it lines up with the spring in such a way that back on shore, uh, the if you follow a straight line across the roof of the uh, temple, you see that there is a post sitting on shore uh, that it is exactly centered with, but you don't know what the post is for. You just can see that it's bright red from here. Um, the door to this temple is made of, like much of the temple, seems to be made of driftwood that's been carefully carved and almost laminated together with uh, resin to make a flat, uh, solid object. And then carved into it, you see the entire Balin pantheon in like an arch where Atlaren is at the center, and then Elen and Zarai, Savros and Rallis, uh, Ursan, Hesperus, uh, and then Senna and Talon. Um, the, and then underneath their arch, you see a circle that includes all eight of the, uh, well, tentatively eight now, uh, eight Gearholt gods. And at the top of their circle is Tal Dunost, uh, this group of titans, as they're sometimes called. Uh, the rest of the door is covered in sort of Scandinavian-style knotwork, uh, especially of animals and plants sort of twining together all around them. Uh, and at the bottom of the door, there is a circle set into it uh, with lines coming off of it that you imagine uh, mean smoke and standing at the front of whatever the circle is there's a uh, featureless human humanoid looking figure standing at its foot uh, representative of the Dalmaric meteor uh, the door splits in half as you uh, step through it and you are greeted by a tiered hall that uh, sort of, there's a stairway and then a flat bit, stairway flat bit, that goes all the way up to this large square area surrounded by chairs uh, all of them specially carved with different 
uh, designs different animals, different plants in their work. And then at the very back of the chamber against the wall, there's a large stone chair uh, that is comparatively, comparatively less detailed than all of the others, but far larger and draped with uh, different sorts of uh, cloth, different colors, mostly earthy tones. And sitting in this stone chair, there is a woman who's maybe 50 at the most, you can guess maybe mid-40s to 50, uh, silver streaking through her hair. Uh, the sides and back are shaved and the rest is very long and left loose. Um, she's sitting sort of leaned against one arm, uh, wearing, uh, if you know what a, uh, like a sari is, like that, mm -hmm. that drape over cloth, um, that several monks and sorts wear, uh, it's primarily an Indian garment, but, uh, this, uh, partly fur, partly, uh, linen, uh, sari over her, and also in browns and earthy tones and grays with a green sash around the middle. Uh, she's leaning on one arm of the chair, looking down at a group of other people in similar garments, but much simpler, who seem to be begging for her attention for something. Uh, as you enter the hall, you're getting used to the dialect. It's a little weird. Um, but you can hear them asking her for her attention for a homestead uh, to the northwestern part of the island that they're having some issues with dire bears. Um, she's quietly listening to this and you notice that she has one arm actually tucked inside of her robes. Um, you can see the shape of the arm, it's still there. It's not like it's missing, but she's sort of hiding it. And the other arm is laying on the... Uh, on the chair itself. She's listening to these pleas, but then she looks up and sees you guys. Um, and you see these bright, almost supernatural glowing green eyes, not like Tamar, okay. um, but almost pulsing with magic. Um, Kit, being anywhere near her, you can already tell that this is the Elder Druid. Um, you've come across a couple Elder Druids in your lifetime. They are a force to be reckoned with. You can feel them coming with how powerful they are. Um, but she sees you guys and seems to forget the people talking to her. Um, she looks between the two of you, not sure who she's more interested in. Um, Kit, who's as an Elusir she recognizes, or Sylphie, whom she has this look like she knows something about you. Um, but she looks down at the people talking to her, and you hear her say, I suppose we can send a uh, some sort of troop of druids and housecarls, but um, please, we have guests. And she sort of waves them aside, and sends uh, a, an assistant that stands near her, uh, it's not really a throne, but near her chair, sends them to go continue talking to them and opens the floor in front of her for you guys to approach. 
<clears throat> um, also laid out in front of her in. Uh oh. Oh god. Oh no. Are we doing this again now? I guess so. Uh... Okay, let's try this again. So we <sighs> we lost you when you said she opened the floor in front of her. For yes, us. Uh, she left the floor open for you guys in front of her. Um, you do see that a ways in front of her, like not right up in front of her, there is this recessed uh, dome into the floor, like a concave dome, where there is, it's used sort of like a brazier or a fire pit, um, and there is a small fire burning in the bottom of it at the moment. Uh, but it burns a strange hue almost um the like the flame is red and orange but instead of sort of retreating into uh deeper reds it retreats into blues and greens at the embers um and it just constantly burns this strange rainbow of colors but she does motion you two forward hail and well met Thank you, Magnus. <laughs> Blessed be. Be yeah. pleased. <laughs> beep beep. Beep beep. Um, <laughs> she uh, pushes herself up a little bit, sort of adjusting in the chair, um, and sits forward looking at the two of you. It says, I assume as you are not from my community that you have the delivery I requested. That's him. From Alar Roannon? Yes. Yes, I do. Lovely. I... If you would be so kind as to put the box in the fire. Oh boy. I take, so I pull out my, well it's already out, but my, uh, my leg bag of holding and I like rip a box out of it. Um, and then I, oh, look at this box. And then I just put the, I'll walk over and gently place it in the fire. Um, the fire catches the wooden crate immediately. Um, you would have had a moment to look at the crate every so often. It was nailed shut within an inch of its life. Like there was no way you could open it without breaking it. Um, but as the flames catch it, it eats away the wood much faster than a normal fire and starts to eat away at this, you assume, cloth material on the inside. And then you start to see the shiny surface of a dark purple egg. Um, the surface has, uh, while most of the surface is smooth, it has these four... Uh, sort of bumpy ridges going out on the sides that create little quadrants and it settles down into the embers of the fire and the entire egg just slowly chars black and the druid watches it for a moment nods and looks at the two of you says and is there anything else I can help you with uh nope yeah, I don't. I think we're fine. Good. That's it. Is there anything we can help you with? Yeah, you were giving me the the stink eye a little bit there. Yeah, so just same. Yeah. I also heard something about some werebears. 
No, uh, dire bears. Uh, we we don't have a problem with berserkers here. They're honored members of our community. But oh, okay. Well, dire bears then. Yes, to the northwest we have some folks who are being terrorized by them, it seems. Which happens every so often, but these ones seem particularly insistent. Maybe it's been a lean year for them. Why, is this something you're interested in taking care of? I mean... Nope. Where, what... I feel like it might be something we could probably do. I definitely feel like it's something we could do. In how much time? They're dire bears. It won't take long. They're dire bears. It doesn't take long. To get to that side of the island, to the opposite coast, it would probably take you... Well, being that you're not terribly familiar with our lands, and uh, neither of you appear to be uh, mages of a natural... uh, disposition probably take you between four and seven days to travel to the opposite side oh that's a lot maybe we don't maybe we can't do you guys have like a like an expressway or can you teleport us over there we typically fly there under our own power oh can you fly us there and she glances around um some of these chairs in the chamber uh, you do see other people join and, like, sit in specific chairs. Um, she glances at a few of them says, We do have a few druids who should be able to shift into large enough birds to carry you. How long would it take if we flew? To fly that far? Assuming you would need to stop occasionally to camp and to, uh, shift again, uh three days there, three days back. Give or take for the actual time to complete the mission. That's still not quite short enough for me. Does it pay? Well, that depends on how good of a job you do. What's the base rate? (laughs) We typically don't work with outsiders, so we don't really have money. We trade. Hmm. Uh, well, also, like, is this really, like, a quality thing? Either we kill a bear or we don't. <laughs> Multiple bears. Yeah, so we either kill these bears or we don't. <laughs> I don't understand why you feel it's your problem, either. It's not, It's kid. not, it just sounds fun. Anyway, it's okay. fun. Well, that was something to do, we just went through a storm. Who are you two, by the way? My name's uh, Kit. Sylvie Phelan. I am a paladin of Tal Dunost. Perhaps you've heard of her? <laughs> she looks at you like you just asked whether or not she's ever breathed. Um, <laughs> and one eyebrow raises. says assuming you have walked into a temple of the Balin Pantheon yes I have heard good just so we know we've all heard of her yeah 
Wait, you knew that I was, like, a paladin? Is that why you gave me that stink eye when I walked in? It wasn't just stink eye, it was just I noticed. Oh, like it's, you know, like, oh, she has white hair and she's a paladin of Taldonost. I don't know. I, I'm. It's not like I would recognize another paladin of Taldonost if they walked in the room. You are definitely new. Thanks. I'm surprised you wouldn't. You're normally easy to pick out. The, uh, the Sea Titan isn't exactly subtle with her choices. Oh. Well. <laughs> and she lifts her hand to motion past you, past your right shoulder. And you see, sitting in uh, one of the chairs, that you, you didn't see them join. They must have come in from outside. Um, sitting in one of the chairs, you see a very tall, like nearly seven foot tall Triton. Which for Tritons is insane. That's really tall. Because yeah. they, what do they typically top out at? Like 5'9"? Like, five, like, five, yeah, like 5'9". Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this tall, very thin uh, male Triton with long uh, white hair uh, all sort of brushed to one side um, deep sort of cerulean colored skin and then of course the uh, tritons naturally tend to be very beautiful and uh, have very triangular features and very athletic bodies just from swimming constantly um, he's got a little extra muscle on him, and you see that he has quite a number of scars on him that look like they were caused by nets constricting. Um, so he's like net pattern scars over his arms, and you see across one shoulder as well. Um, he's uh, wearing just a simple vest in uh, green and then uh, dark trousers. No shoes. Most people don't wear shoes here. Um, and he has been staring at you this entire time. Um, the entire left half of his body, almost like split down the middle, is covered in ocean and fish and... Uh, whoopsie. Just having a day over here. God, this, uh, this entire... We're all having a this day. This whole episode is cursed. Uh, ocean, fish, and storm tattoos. Uh, Perhaps the most noticeable of which is uh, sort of on the top of his uh, left pectoral muscle is an arched clownfish in black. Nice tat. That clownfish is cheating on you. Uh, he <laughs> He's just looking at you, sort of with the uh, similar eyebrow raise to the Elder Druid. But there's more, there's less like... Oh, these young pups just messing up my space. It's more interest. Like, he's he's probably in his... You can... Uh, I don't know. Tritons look young for a really long time. You can guess maybe late 30s. Um, he's got a little bit of a... little bit of white scruff going on his face. Um, but, yeah. There's definite interest there in in the, like... This is this is someone I need to know. Kind of interest. 
So, there's more of me then. There are more like you, yes. You're not the only one for the uh, sea goddess to choose. Well, that makes me feel a little less special, I guess. Uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, she doesn't choose many. Yeah, well. At least she, it's that, I guess. She didn't choose me. Well... And she I mean, why, why would she choose you? Every time you get wet, you smell like damp dog. <laughs> um, and the elder druid speaks up again. She says, but it's rather rare for her to choose someone who is not of her people. Uh, land dwellers, specifically. So she if... normally chooses merfolk and tritons. Well, so, like, originally she didn't choose me, right? Like, my friend Jax was originally the one who, like, was going to be chosen, but then it was me. <laughs> so. Um, and you hear from behind you the Triton speaks up. He says, A black tabaxi? That's the one. Where is he? No longer on this plane of existence, vis-a-vis, uh, -vis... he's dead. He, he's, he's dead. Yeah. You see the Triton sit back in his chair and very quietly to himself just says, Damn it. Did you all know him? No, but I've been waiting for him. Yeah, that's unfortunately not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, then you have the ring. Uh, yeah. I hold up my hand, go whoop, 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 whoop. Well, I suppose I'm stuck with you then. Alright. And he stands well, don't up. sound so excited about it. Stands up just towering over you guys. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I was supposed to meet this Jax, you said? Yeah. I was supposed to meet him at some point, but um, that's not going to happen anymore, is it? Hey, look on the bright side. I'm a lot prettier, so. Another eyebrow raise. Debatable. Everyone is... Raising their eyebrows at me today. It's a little unsettling. Forgive us. We're an insular community and we tend to do some of the same things. Well, anyway, what exactly are you wanting to do with me? Let's get one thing out of the way. That's not on the table. Okay, wasn't... No, okay. Right. It wasn't on the table. It certainly isn't now wasn't proposing that <laughs> I was just like I... I was wondering if you were gonna like experiment on me or something not no wait no. what in the world do you think Tuldunast is you know what I'm still figuring that out so um, maybe I can't help no I was waiting for this Jax he... I was supposed to help him to do what? 
I'm not sure. The I think the idea was for him to get here, and then we would figure it out what he needed, and perhaps take him to Drostana to maybe introduce him to the uh, whale mother. But um, that's not happening now. Who told you all of that? The whale mother. How does she tell you this stuff? Does she just like send you those funky dreams? And, yes. Like, oh, that's how she speaks. That is her language. Cool. Maybe you can like translate some stuff for me because I've got some some funky dreams that I really just don't know what the hell is going on there. Right. You had a strange case. You. So, how did you get the ring? How did she choose you? Uh, again, don't know if she necessarily chose me so much as she stuck with me. Uh, so Jax died, right? Not a great time for anybody, him or me. Um, and it kind of just fell off of his finger when he died. And I put it on because someone said that it would be fine if I put it on, right? You know, it's not my fault. Whoever that was, then an idiot. Yeah, they're like apparently a huge, like, big inventor guy, but yeah, he was dumb. Uh, and so I put it on and then I couldn't take it off and then, like, I just weird shit started happening when I would cast spells and so I was like okay fine you know what let's work together then and then she was like oh okay well you can take the ring off now and then I got buff and yes, got a sword you got the ring that was meant for Jax so I imagine it didn't go over very well at first I mean to be fair it wasn't going over very well for him either because the whole reason yeah. he's dead is because of it. So. That was part of why I was supposed to find him. But, uh. Little late for that. I see that. Thank you. So then, what can I help you with? Okay, so. First of all. Uh. God, now there's a lot of questions that I have, but also none at the same time. Uh, okay, so I had this weird dream, right, where there was a big sea snake. Uh, so it was what? So road. The road. Okay. I assume that's who you're talking about. Well, so I don't know what his name is. Wait, do I know what his name is? It's been a while since... It was suggested to you that it might be the road. But you don't know for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah, the road. Uh, he was, like, in a trench. And then he was, like, really big. Does What does that mean? <laughs> oh my god. So I, like, had this dream about this table 
and there was a piece of cheese. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, he he does the like slow like kind of. <laughs> Well, okay, this this happened, like, right after I talked to some dude about this, and he talked about, like, going to Taldonost, and, like, how there were people there, and stuff, mm -hmm. and, you know, to, hey, you should go check it out, it'd be fun, and then right after that, I talked about the sea snake, and so I was like, oh, that sounds like there's a big sea snake that's going to attack Taldanast, and that's bad. Didn't you, didn't you talk to another sea snake? Yeah, I also water? talked to another sea snake. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it, but it just came out. <laughs> okay, Travis. Yeah, all the sea snake. Sea snakes. Uh, yeah, there was another big sea, uh, sea snake. <laughs> I want. Snake now. Uh, Say yeah, sea serpent if that works better. There's another big, big boy down in the ocean that I talked to. Uh, and uh, he's the whole reason that I'm actually traveling to Ennick Island to give them a bunch of water um, because I told him to not attack our ship and then I would um, give them the. Uh, the offering that they would give ten times over, what, you know, everything like that. Are those two related? Like, what's going on with the sea snakes? That's a lot of information all at once. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I assume you are talking about Zerod and uh, Nazi Theon, respectively. Oh, sure. I believe Nazithir is, uh, to put it very simply, the Greenhall Sea belongs to him. More or less. Okay. All of the seas belong to Taltdanost, but it is his particular kingdom. Zorod is... Have you ever heard of him at all? How much do you outsiders know about your history and Balin gods. I know. I know a little. That they were a bunch of people who were all like, hey, let's just have sex. <laughs> That's about it. And they're all like married to each other and like, you know, doing stuff with each other. Uh... It's like a big incestuous family. No, there is no incest in the Balin. Oh, pantheon. Well, figured it incest. There are a figurative. Main... <laughs> and he he has this look on his face like, oh god, I'm gonna have to teach you basic like. This is this is this whole conversation is just showing me how much of a disaster Sophie is. Yeah. Well, you don't have it's it's funny because what little you Alicia may know about the world uh -huh. is about as much as Sylphie would know because yeah. she was never taught. Yeah. I yeah. I grasp some things and I know like a few of them are like married to each other and a few of them are like, you know, stuff like that, but like he <laughs> uh he turns and he like 
sits you down <laughs> just like let me teach you um and he looks at kit like as a welcome to join if you so choose but kit would technically know all of this um yeah. he explains to you and i'm not gonna act it all out because i want to keep it short and sweet <laughs> he explains to you that the balin pantheon is made up of the siblings Senna, Atlaren, Ursan, Rallis, and Elen, and their partners, which are uh, Zerai, Tiamat, Talon, and Harkin. And then Zerai's uh, uh, brother is Hesperus. So they're all either married or brothers and sisters or in-laws. They are the parents and grandparents to the Gearholt Titans. Um, Taldunost is Atlaren's granddaughter. Just making sure that's clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> and he explains to you that Nazathir is uh, one of Tiamat's not children but creations uh, and he was created as a not a pet but a, a, a companion to uh, to Taldunost uh, as Tiamat is at Lauren's partner um, so two ladies they're together um but uh, Tiamat, what? Yeah. Two yeah, ladies together snake. with a pet snee snake. Yeah. Again, not a pet. Nazathir is an intelligent creature. Um, but he is—he's dragon kin, being a sea serpent. So Tiamat created him as a gift to Taldunost when she was uh, just starting to shape the oceans of the world. And among him and several other large ocean-dwelling creatures, she split the primordial oceans up so that there was sort of an, a hierarchy where she was at the top, there were her... I guess you can sort of refer to them as almost like barons of the different seas. Um, and then they have their own people and so on and so forth. Um, Nazathir is sort of charged with the general Harris region but after the calamity uh, this Triton explains that Nazathir made the Sea of Greenhall his home uh, in order to keep people away from the epicenter of the calamity which is Keladir City uh, where Greenhall Druid's Guild used to be um and then he explains to you that Zerod is a creation of Asmodeus. Um, and he is essentially an Ouroboros. He is so massive that he can go around the world and bite his own tail. Um, and he is vehemently pitted against Taldunos. He is trying to take the seas away from her. Oh, that seems bad. Yes. So when I had that dream, was it basically just like, hey, watch out for this guy? Or like... 
Well, considering that I've had a similar dream uh, when I first started on my road, yes, I would say it was a uh, a warning. Her trying to tell you who the players in this game are. And I don't think gotcha. your meeting Nazathir was an accident. Yeah, I don't think so either. But considering you've had no luck deciphering these dreams yourse yourself, uh, I assume that she's been talking to a brick wall and you haven't understood what she's trying to tell you. Well... You know, how much can we really understand what our Lord and Savior Teldanos tells us? We She's are mere mortals. Savior. Not for most. Perhaps Jax was the only one I know of that she's ever saved. Okay, well. But uh, she has a habit of saving the uh, outcast children of other gods. Well. Cool. I mean, so like, let's just go dream interpretation here. Like, a dream inter interpretation key. Clownfish means good? And he motions to the tattoo on his chest. It says, uh, the little red clownfish. Do you see it often? Mm, like, all the time. Soldanost has a messenger this little clownfish. He's, uh... I think he's a common denominator around all of our chosen people. We all see him fairly regularly. Um, and, uh, I did notice that he seemed to visit you earlier. I was watching all of you come to land from the, uh, from the, uh, water village. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so he's. Oh, sorry. Were you were you still going? Well, his name is Maz. Maz. M a z. M a z. Okay. Maz. It's short for something I can't pronounce, but I'm sure she'll tell you in time. Uh. He's a rather ancient creature. We believe he's older than the world itself. But um, he's just a little messenger. How did he breathe if the world wasn't created? You assume the clownfish is the only form he can take. Got me there. He is uh, next to a demigod. Jesus. Oh, damn. Got the goose, and now we've got the fish. Jeez. Oh, actually, I'm going to speak up at this point. I'm going to be like, speaking of weird creatures that have demigod-like powers, you heard of a goose? Oh, God, the goose. goose. Yeah, so... When we were back in Fort Midcourt, is that where the Phalon was? Yes. 
Okay. I think when, so, yeah. When we were back in Port Midcourt, we... This goose showed up out of nowhere and used a, an upper-level druid to talk to us and gave us some tips on how to kill a werewolf, I think. Um, I think. I... He disappeared after he told us all this stuff. And then when I mentioned that I was going to buy him some food, he magically reappeared again. And I sent him packing with probably close to 40 egg rolls. And I, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was probably a demigod. I'm not aware of a goose demigod. Well, I just thought maybe there was um, another oh, what god out a... there with a weird messenger. Quick, quick thing, I was going to mention this and then I got sidetracked. Um, Kit, once you hear the nickname Maz, you know who he's talking about. Okay. Um, I'll type it in chat for you. Okay, I probably won't be able to pronounce it either. Um... There is a, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Mazagaldanir? Uh, yes, uh, Mazagaldanir, who is essentially, um, is one of the few dragons outside of Tiamat and Bahamut's creations, um, who, as soon as you hear the name Maz, immediately your mind goes to this particular dragon who is a large reddish-orange uh, fire dragon uh, who was created by Hesperus. He's a sun dragon. Um, and he is another one of the gifts that was given to Tal Dunost. Ah. I'll, like, just mention that offhand. Be like, yeah. oh, uh, Mazagaldanir. Yeah. He's a dragon. Yeah, the Triton's like, that's how you pronounce it, yes. Yeah, he's a dragon. Well, apparently now he's a fish. Or both. He's one of the uh, Io-adjacent dragons. Uh, not of Io. Yeah, he's okay. kind of a big deal. Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, Tal Danos has a number of, uh, I suppose, uh, heavyweights at her uh, at her discretion. She's got quite the entourage. But what about a dolphin, though? Do you know anything about a dolphin? Dolphin? Yeah, he's like awful. A murder dolphin? Yeah. Like it's a like giant this dolphin to big really fucking, fucking big. bitch of a dolphin. <laughs> big old bitch dolphin. <laughs> there are quite a few dolphins with attitude problems. You need to be more specific. It I'm... like flops up on your boat and like tries to eat you. Imagine a dire dolphin but twice the size. Yeah. Covered Rune. in like runes and stuff and it it's 
it'll. Didn't he have a horn on him too? I don't think so. No, no. he had eldritch tentacles. Oh, yeah, an eldritch okay. dolphin. Yeah, eldritch dolphin. That's quite a freeze. Um, well, it exists. Well, I'm well. To be very honest with you, this world is covered in water, and it hides incredible things that even the most learned of Toldanos people won't know. She... And she's not in control of all of it, either. The Primordial Sea is her... domain, and uh, what others do in hidden places, and what they create, sometimes she'll never know until one of us finds it. So whatever you found... Uh, it would be rather helpful if you marked it on a map for someone to tell everyone. Where okay. was that? That was uh, on the way from... Oh, from Irakel to here. Yeah. From Irakel to Natalina. Yeah. yeah. Sylphie fucked around with the ring and it called everything with a hundred within a hundred nautical miles. Listen. Yes? I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't. But Fair enough. that's not a problem anymore. So, moving on. Except for uh, the shark. Well, th the shark's fine. He's probably gone now. It's good. Cool. So, uh, well, that's good. So, like, is there like a spell that I can use to be like trans like a I cast translate funky dream uh that can just give me more of a direct answer as to like what's going on cuz there was like one where I was like swimming around underwater in a town we were staying in and then I went up into like this tower thing and I don't know it's just Sometimes I wonder if it's her trying to say something to me or if I just ate something bad, you know? I can promise you if they're that vivid and they stick with you, it is not just your imagination. But the Whale Mother does not speak in language, so there is no translation. There are only images and if all else fails you could of course go to some sort of uh, soothsayer or compare notes with uh, folk like us but she leaves things vague for a reason I've found is that reason to annoy selfie it may be a test and whether or not you get impatient and give up is up to you she speaks not to order you what to do she speaks to give you options. She shows you things that could be, things that you may find interest in, but it is up to you what to do with them. And the reason she shows them is because they may influence things that have to do with the sea itself. Things that she may rather one of her people had control of rather than some random adventurer. It all depends on the situation. I guess... You don't seem 
terribly thrilled to be the favourite of a primordial titan. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it, sure. She's great. It's great. <laughs> Look at this! I've... I'm like, super buff! I mean, not Alicia, actually, but Sylvie is. Like, ah, he... you know, it's great. He seems kind of surprised, and he says, I suppose I've never met one of us that wasn't devout. But I suppose it had to happen sooner or later. Oh, okay. Well, now I just feel like I'm being judged for... I don't care whether or not you worship her. I don't worship myself, I respect. But I've never met one of us that doesn't take her seriously all the time. I... I take her seriously. I know she's, you know, one tough bitch. My kind of lady, well, you know. I but... feel that you're a step ahead of some of us if you take things that she shows you with a grain of salt. Because she is a trickster god. She's fickle. She changes her mind at any time. And I will be the first to admit, occasionally she shows you things just to mess with you. Can confirm. Well, great. But most of the time it is serious. She tries not to waste anyone's time without some kind of goal in mind. In my experience. Alright. Well. Cool. I guess that's what I needed from you? I don't know. Sure. I... I don't know how much I can offer you about Jax. Like, we didn't travel together as often, or as much as, uh, you know, I could have, but... Honestly, at this point, I'm probably the only person living who knows much about him. But you'd never even met him. Well, yeah, but, um... The goddess saw fit to tell me a bit about him and stories and images and his is not a happy story, so it may be it may be better for him that it did end. Things were only going to get harder. Doesn't mean it had to end. <sighs> Whatever, uh yeah, okay. So you don't need that. You don't. You can't tell you anything about anything else that I said. I guess that's it. Grant, what's your name? Sylphie Phelon. Phelon? Yep. Oh no. Alright then. And he extends a hand. He says, uh, Corvo. Nice to meet you. Uh-huh. Now, okay, so non Taldonos business. Is there a way? So our ship is a little like F U C K'd. Um, I'm very aware. Yeah. So, uh, is there? Does anybody here know how to like teleport people, like possibly to Enic? And he motions to the elder druid who you were talking to and then just turned away from and she's just still sitting there listening to this entire conversation oh, hey so you know how to teleport yeah 
Yes. Cool. We're gonna need to do that. Uh, in so we were thinking like two days from now. Two or three days, yeah. Yeah. So. And I'm doing this why? Because I'm a paladin of Tall Dunost. We need and to take going... an offering to her. Yeah, we're going to Enig to give her a super duper cool offering. And what will you offer in return for the cost of materials? The Whale Mother's Love. She just or, stares at you. Or, you know, money. We, we do have money. Money means nothing here. Great. What would you like I for have... it? Yeah. Well, typically we trade uh, deeds or goods. Ugh, I guess we could kill those dire bears. Ugh, it's gonna take so long. Yeah, but we may not have a choice. Is there anything else we can kill that's closer? Yeah. We prefer not to kill things if we can okay. help it. Is there anything we can't help but kill that's closer? Why are you outsiders always so averse to just normal work? Okay, here, how about instead I give you a very special and I take out the flame tongue dagger, which hasn't made an appearance in a very long time. <laughs> how about I can give you a special dagger? Oh my god, yours today for Whee! the low, low price of $9.99. <laughs> um. She offers out a hand for it. Set it in her hand. She takes it and sort of tests the weight. And of course, it, it being an enchanted item, it is perfectly weighted. Um, looks it over, turns the blade over in her hand. And you see her finally pull out her other arm, which you see her fingertips uh, are completely black and they fade back into skin color and these black designs go up her arm and into her sleeve um, of sort of like these rolling spirals um, and she takes hold of the dagger with this hand and you see these uh, this sort of tattooing start to light up but as it lights up you notice that it's not tattoos if anything it's more like scarification where it looks almost like the skin was split open and then the ink was set into the wound and it was allowed to heal but there's just something off about it you think it may be magical um but the the markings start to glow and you see her eyes flash as she casts identify um and she looks over the dagger and she says hmm not bad. And what about this? And I pull out the whalebone knife, and I'm like, this is probably more up your alley, right? And she offers a handout for that as well. And as she takes it and turns it over, she immediately hands it right back. She says, no, yeah. this is yours. I'll take it back. Okay. It fine. is not for anyone else. And looking back down at the flame tongue dagger, she kind of sighs and nods and says, I suppose I can find you a uh, passage. What what did you say your name was again? 
I didn't. You never asked. Oh, what's your name? <laughs> Let me grab her name. Okay. We're assholes. I do that to people in real life. Like that's yeah. I we do. have a two-hour conversation. I'm like, who are you again? Like what? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, she sits back in her chair and says, "My name is Annika Macambro." Macambro? Yes. Are you like? Th does that just mean like from Ambro? Are you related to McKenna? Or Kenna? McKenna? Kenna? Kenna. 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 McKenna Macambro. You think <laughs> I would create a character named that? McKenna. Um, McDruid McAmbaro. No, she, as she's sitting back, she says, oh. uh, Kenna was my great grandmother. So I feel like a right moron because I thought her name was Kenna Mac Amboro. Like, <laughs> and I was like, why do you keep calling her Kenna? No, <laughs> Kenna MacAmbaro. Okay. She is from the Amboro clan in Amnoblin. And then Good the old island. Well, okay. To be her. honest, T Taylor, you did say it like Kennebec Ambrose. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. I know but what Ambrose. I figured because it's a Scottish <laughs> name, you would get the Mac who is separate. McKenna McDrew McAmbrose. What do you <laughs> think? Like. <laughs> you seriously overestimate how many brain cells what I you, have. What do you think Ian, Ian McGowan's name is? Well, Ian I Mac? know. It's Ian Mc. And then Gowan. I'd never seen. <laughs> I'd never seen her name written out. I'm sorry. She she thinks Mr. Magoo is Mr. Mac. She thinks that's his, that's his Mr. Mac. All right. This didn't turn into Alicia <laughs> roast Alicia hour. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just figured because I'd never seen it written down. I was like, oh, Kenamek Ambro, like. Kenamek Amber. Here, I'll write it for you right now. Okay. Uh, so, um, if you're, but wait, isn't Kenna still alive? How do you know that? Oh, you know, we're, I have pen pals in cool places. And she sort of straightens up almost like almost defensive and she says who else knows this don't look at me Sylvie, should i tell her who knows this or should i we just keep it to ourselves i feel like we're not getting out of this now i suppose the rather more pertinent question is has this become common knowledge in the outside world i, I don't, don't think, think it's common so. good we're, the... we're just that cool how do you know the sentinels know oh yeah that's because one of oh. the staves was destroyed recently and she made uh, an appearance yeah well the outside world is going to know sooner or later yes she is still alive but she's um, apparently a god yeah she's like a thousand years old no she is 244. Oh, sorry. 244. There is a difference. Uh, well. She is my great grandmother. My. And she. She gives this sort of like. 
sigh almost of not annoyance but almost sadness as she says yes there was rather a uh, large catastrophe at the Monomonic recently my mother Emira the elder druid of the Monomonic we heard about she, her she was killed and the barrier that protects the Monomonic and the Malandrada inside of it was destroyed. Now, being that my grandmother Inga is no longer around to take up that mantle, my great-grandmother has been forced to show herself to the world again, confirming their uh, silly nickname of the Deathless Druid, and she is now the Elder Druid of the Monomotic until further notice. Mm. That so, makes more sense now that I think about it. What do you yeah. mean? She has the Voxtide staff. Of course she's still alive. Yes. She unwillingly took away the power of Sanka. Hmm. So, maybe oh. we should also let you know that the Hydaelyn cult is chasing us. Uh-huh. And you decided not to lead with that. Well, we didn't know if it was going to be... You have such a nice hurricane. We didn't know if it was going to be important. Um, well, and that's the other thing, is that if you guys have a staff here... We do not. be very... I mean, are you sure? Are you, are like, you sure? I am as certain as someone who has lived here their entire life and been involved with even the most secretive of plans. Where does the hurricane come from? We don't know. That's not selling me. Mm -mm. We've tried for 200 years to figure out where it comes from. Did you go to the big tree? Yes. Did you go Was inside the big, the big tree? tree? There's nothing inside the tree. It's solid. Did you try to go inside it? Have you ever tried to walk into solid wood? doesn't work very well. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's like a secret tunnel. Well, if you would like to go and take a look, feel free. But as far as we could tell, between some of our strongest casters, including Kenemak Ambro herself, there's no evidence of a staff being there. She's been hunting for, I know which one you speak of, the Gaitha Hide. She's been hunting for it ever since the Calamity, and she hasn't been able to track it down yet. The last time it was seen was outside of Haven, in Amnoblin, about a hundred years ago, and it's just disappeared. Uh, I turned to Kit, I'm like, well, I mean, if big shit over there was looking for it, and it, she didn't think it was here, then maybe it's not here. The timeline doesn't line up either if it was seen a hundred years ago and this hurricane's been brewing right. for over 200 then it yeah yeah it's probably not here the gaithahide staff also does not come from this part of harris 
It comes from the Orkan Mountains, where it was created in a battle with the Earth Titan. The place it was created is now underwater. I don't know if the staves have a tendency to return to where they were created, but it was as good a guess as we had when I was young, and we were trying to figure out how to locate it. But everything that Kenna has tried, everything that she's thought of, hasn't worked. It's maddening, honestly, that we can't figure out where it is. It feels like we've looked everywhere. It is still on this plane, it is still in this world, but we cannot find it. Interesting. My greatest fear is that perhaps the Hydaelyn cult has it and they've hidden it so well that we can't find it. Well, they already have two. I'm aware. But thankfully they have two of the twin staves. Uh, staves, so they won't react to each other, at least not violently. If it was two opposing staves, then I would be concerned. Hmm. Well, it was a good thought. It was worth a try. Yeah. You're not the first to come up with that idea. And actually... Embarrassingly, uh, Kenna only very recently thought of that herself. Uh, thanks to some upstarts and I'm noble in suggesting it to her. But no, it's not here. Not that we can tell. If it were here, it is somewhere we can't reach. Well. 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 Okay. So when do you... When should we go then? Do we want to help them with the... I'm just like looking at Sophie in front of all of them. Like, do we want to help them with the dire bears? Or I like... mean, not really. Your assistance is... The offer is appreciated, but it is not necessary. There you go. I can see you two have something you need to do. Yes. Um, and as she's speaking, because my little timer just went off, uh, Kit, you hear a little crackle come from that central fire and you hear hissing like liquid escaping from something. Ew. And all at once, uh, both of you with your backs to this fire uh, feel hot little shards bounce off of you. And it's it's mildly painful. It doesn't do damage, but it's just like, it feels like being stung. Mm. Um, Fuck. And Fuck. the fire the little fire that's built into this recessed little uh, concave dome, uh, this little bowl, uh, collapses and the druid uh, stands up and just sort of pushes past the both of you. says, right on time. And uh, she steps up to the bowl and down in the embers you can see the broken open eggshells. And you watch as she, with her uh, blackened arm, just reaches straight into the fire. And she withdraws this little palm-sized baby dragon. And he's curled up in a little ball. He's like, he's like the size of a, he's like an undersized kitten. Um, He's covered in 
gooey at the moment fur because he just hatched. Um, <laughs> things that come out of an egg are gooey. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's so uh, gross. Damp anyway. Still gross. Uh, and his little long tail is hanging off her hand. Uh, but yeah, he's covered in fur and he has these two little tiny wings that are like pinned in close to him and his eyes are shut. You can see these uh, two... God damn it, fly. Uh, you can see these two little sets of horns, one longer than the other, and these little tiny ears that are folded in close to his head. Um, he's uh, this deep royal purple color speckled with black scales. Um, and the fur along his... Uh, sort of in a ridge down his spine is black as well. Um, and she just holds him up and looks over him and says perfect and she just very gently um opens up her uh opens up her uh robe and you see that she has this sling inside that she's been ha holding her arm in and she puts the little baby dragon in the sling on the inside Aww. turns to the both of you and says well i think i can chalk this up to a good day whenever you're ready let me know um i can send you said Anik. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I believe I know someone who can help you when you arrive. Um, in the meantime, your crew uh, of the Horizon Runner was the ship. Mm -hmm. We will see them safely off the island. Thanks. Sounds great. Do you have any others that need to go with you? Yeah. I think Bull we need bull and, and we need clay, clay and we need Mia. Okay, so there'll be five of us all together. Okay. All right. Well, go and gather them, and I'll send you off. We might spend the night and then. We'll yeah, just to get back some hit points. Yeah, because that problem. hurricane is uh, it's a bitch. Extra special. Yeah, it's meant to be mostly impossible. So, uh, I imagine if you hadn't had guidance, you would be at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, if probably. I, uh, well, I mean, we got through, but we're mostly dead, so we're, yeah, it's fine. Um, she motions to, uh, Corvo behind you guys and says, Corvo, would you, uh, prepare sleeping quarters for five guests, please? And, uh, Corvo nods and stands out of his chair and goes off to a side room. Um... She looks beyond you guys, uh, where the doors to this temple have been left open after a few more people came in, and you can kind of feel the breeze coming through. Uh, there's these openings at the very peaks of the roof so that uh, airflow can go through. Uh, you can see it is now getting dark out now getting dark outside. Um, and she glances out and she says, "I uh, suggest you gather your friends and." Uh, town in soon. We will be serving dinner shortly. You're free to uh, join us as is your crew. And uh, just be careful if you go out in the dark. This may be a sheltered haven, but uh, there are still dangers here. Understood. Okay. Well, I have a new little one to tend to. Have a good evening, and uh, if you need anything, speak with Corvo. Sounds good. 
and she turns and disappears into another room. That's where we're going to take our break and uh, figure out if you guys want to do anything else on the island before you leave. If you want to explore anything, it's up to you. Um, but otherwise, take us out, man. All right. We will be back in about 10 minutes. And we're back. Woo. Ooh. Woo. Woo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Taylor. Right Taylor, we you're, can't hear you. Yeah, you're, you're mute still. Yeah, I don't know what you're. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> just train wreck of a stream. Nah, right. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's fine. It's fine. And I've lost my memory. Um. Oh, you guys were going to uh, gather up the gather your party. Yeah. And, and sleep. Yeah. Sleep. Um. So, let's go anything, anything else you <laughs> want to do in the temple or around town before you turn in for the night? Um, After the druids' mysterious warning. I kind of want to talk to Sylphie about that mysterious warning. Okay. Because I'm a troublemaker. Go ahead. I'll be right back. I can still hear you. Okay. okay. So, um, I imagine it's getting dark out by this point. So, uh, yeah, why do you think they told us to not go outside at night? I don't know. It's a little jungly, right? Like Yeah, but, I mean, it kind of seems like a good reason to go outside, right? Okay, I know you think that. Like, that's just you, your personality. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth, though. I'd rather not get eaten by bears or whatever. Else. They don't have to be bears. Okay. I'd rather not get eaten by anything. Let's put that on. <laughs> but maybe we could maybe we could like murder something though. Like doesn't that sound like kind of fun? I mean, what would the point of it be? I don't know. I just want to test out more things and do stuff. I want to I want to get better Listen. Magic. I, you know, I understand your frustration. It has been a little bit, like, before the Heidelin fight and everything like that. It, it had been a little while since we'd really gotten our fight on. I promise you, when we get to Moore's Rest, oh, there will be so many people to kill. So many. Like... I don't know. I just don't. Okay, fine. If you would like to go out and get killed by a leopard or whatever, go ahead. <laughs> you don't want to help me? Get killed by a leopard? <laughs> okay, maybe I would help the leopard. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, maybe you could have asked her instead of being like, hmm, that seems suspicious. You could have asked her, like, what's out in there? We could ask Corvo. Okay. Let's ask him. Hey, Corvo. He's inside. <laughs> I walk inside. Hey, Corvo. 
Yeah, um, he pauses and you actually see him coming down from an upper area with just an arm full of random blankets. Um, and he stops, he's like, yes? Yeah, why aren't we supposed to go out at night? Well, it's not to say that you can't, but uh, it's rather dangerous. But why? Creatures, um... Like, like what, what, what kind of creatures? Are we talking about, like, really big bats? Or, like... I well, put my money on leopards. Yeah. You're not far off with the big bat thing. Um, oh. Did you happen to see the tower with the the opposite one from the bell? Yeah, with yes. Mothman in it? Also not far off. Um, we have a uh, local protector who tends to patrol at night. And while he wouldn't be much of a danger to you, he, well... Then again, he might oh think God. an outsider. Taylor, did you actually create the Mothman? Because <laughs> that's basically the Mothman. <laughs> um, he's, um... Does he, like, land on a bridge just before it's about to yeah, collapse? Yeah, does he, like... Yeah, is he, like, an omen for bridge collapse? <laughs> we don't have bridges here, uh, really. Oh, you should so... build one. Yeah, and see, and test it out. <laughs> we just have the platforms out over the water, but, um... Have any of those No, collapsed? he... He... Good lord. He... Looks I want to it. believe, Corvo. <laughs> Shut up and let me finish. Good god. Um, <clears throat> You can't introduce the Mothman and expect us not to both freak out. <laughs> I... I know. <laughs> he looks after us, and he tends to keep a close eye on outsiders because he doesn't trust them. But, um... He's of no danger to you as long as you are of no danger to us. But some of the things that he does hunt, like predators, uh, some of the local fey uh, monsters, uh, carnivorous plants, those are more what we're talking about. Huh. Okay. They tend to come out at night. Do they wear just sunglasses? Just stay within the uh, circle circle of the village, and you should be fine. But uh, okay. if you see any glowing eyes looking at you, probably get inside. Yeah. Ooh, what would a glowing eye be? Reflection in a predator's eyes. Yeah, there's eyes. A, there's a lot oh, of. I thought maybe there was a, like a specific one, like a leopard. Well, yeah, that that sort of glow, but um, if you see an otherworldly-looking glow, I would suggest you run immediately, because that can't be good. Okay. Cool. So, Sylphie, do you still want to go, like, try to kill some? Uh, Corvo continues about his business. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to meet Mothman, right? But... Right? Right? We could meet Mothman and help him kill things, and then we'd be best friends with Mothman. Oh my god, you could, like, send messages to Mothman, then. Right? Maybe we should help Mothman. Uh, I mean, we also really need to sleep, and, like... We can still sleep. And then, what, wake up at, like, three in the morning and help Mothman kill a leopard? I mean... Or we could just we could, we could just see what it's like and then go to bed. 
<laughs> Let's wake up at three in the morning and help Mothman kill a leopard. Jesus. Oh, that was a sentence I didn't know I was going to say. Uh, <clears throat> oh, no, I'm crying. There's such uh, a leopard problem in New Jersey. <laughs> such a leopard that problem was, okay. in fucking northern Hold Canada. The, fuck on. <laughs> the Mothman is from... Point Pleasant, West Virginia. How oh, do I know you. this? Because you're her husband. Because my husband is from Galpolis, Ohio, which is right across the bridge from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I've seen the Mothman statue. Is it across the bridge? Yeah, it's like a re... It's not the same one. They rebuilt yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like I've gone across the bridge. Wow. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's an interesting little town. They, everything oh. is Mothman themed there. I've been to the museum, uh, which is basically just here's a here's a prop from the Mothman prophecies with Richard Gere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, huh. it's interesting. And there's a statue. Oh yeah, I've seen the statue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we yeah. could we could help Mothman. We could help Mothman. I mean, I don't know. Uh, let's. All right, we're gonna flip a coin on this. <laughs> okay. Do you want all me right. just to roll like a d twenty, like above ten we do it, below ten we don't? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Four. Okay. So I guess we we're staying in. But now I kind of want it, right? Right? So let's do it. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. We'll do it. I'm glad we flipped that coin. Okay. That 20 That's what always happens, coin. though. It tells you the answer, and you're like, yeah, yeah fuck it, rebel. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, here's the answer I actually wanted. So let's yeah. go take a short rest until oh, nightfall. I'm going to need more. Wait, hold on. Let me see where my spell slots are at. I've got a couple. I've got a few left. The man, the moth, the legend. Oh, you know what? I'm doing okay on spell slots. Yeah, I'm doing okay, too. All right. Oh, yeah, short... I was looking at the wrong page. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, a short rest would be fine. Then okay. I can regain some of those hit points. Yeah, you guys, uh, hit you points. guys can use... A break for dinner as a as a short rest. Okay. Break for Dan. Um, and because of the nature of the island, give yourself an extra hit die for free. Oh, sweet. Oh, cool. Because of their food. I won't even need all of that, but thank you. Uh, okay. So, Taylor. Yes. Question. Yes. Um, so I have Bard hit die and paladin hit die. I've not taken a short rest uh, doing uh, double, or dual classes. So how do I do that? Um, with hit dice, it's not as big of an issue. You can just spend as you please. Okay. Um, the only time it comes into the only time it comes into play which ones you use Mm -hmm. is if you have an ability that affects the use of hit dice. Okay. Um, so for the moment, your bard should be d8s and your paladin should be d10s. Yeah. Yeah, you can just spend whichever ones you want. Okay. Um, um, your aid 
would have also fallen off after this short rest. So. Oh yeah. So uh, you'd be down yeah. to just normal HP. Right. Yeah. Okay. I am a fully healed. I am almost fully healed. And I might do... Do I want to do a spell slot on me? No. No? You can use more hit dice? I could. I mean, yeah, they're only, they replenish after one day, so why? Yeah, I might as well. I mean, that still didn't give me up to. So do another spend one. Spend another. You can spend as many as you want. I use three. Well, as many as you have, yeah. Plus, you got the freebie, so. Oh, wait, no, hold on. How do I do math? Oh, I'm basically up to full now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. So after uh, Din, yeah, you guys uh, join the congregation of druids for dinner along with your crew. Um, there is plenty to go around, even with an extra thirty people to feed. Uh, the crew is kind of down in spirits because yeah, I wonder why <laughs> lost their captain and their <laughs> ship is kind of kind of fucked for a while. It can yep. be fixed, but they probably won't be able to stick around long enough to actually take it home. They'll have to come back for it or something. Um, but uh, the druids welcome you guys, and as guests, they serve you first. Um, the only exception to that is the elder druid. Uh, she serves her... Uh, she is served first. Um, you can see that when the food is brought to her first, she's like, we, we have guests, this is stupid. But they serve her first, regardless. And then you guys are served, and then everybody else. Um, but, uh, it is a very hearty dinner that you're not really sure where some of this stuff comes from, because you don't see fields, you don't see livestock barns and pastures. But there's, uh, a lot of it is wild game, but there is, like, beef and pork in there. Um, and chimkin. Plenty, plenty of, plenty of, like, breads that, to you guys' mind, you're used to, like, bread made from wheat flour. But you start to realize that this is probably made from stuff like roots and... Oh, it's gluten-free. Wild, weird plants <laughs> and acorns and that kind of thing. Um, but there, there's a lot, which is kind of weird. You wouldn't think they had so much, like, plentiful food here. Um, and of course, there's tons of fish. Just metric shit tons of different kinds of fish and seafood. Um, but yeah, it's a fantastic dinner, hence the, uh, hence the extra hit die. Uh, and afterward, you guys chill around, digest, drink... Uh, these people specialize in my two favorites, which are ciders and meads, um, <laughs> because apples and honey, they're the two easiest wild thing, or moderately wild things to get here. Um, 
and then uh, once everybody starts to sort of peel off to go to bed, uh, you guys are shown where your quarters are. Uh, the areas that they have for visitors to sleep are kind of set up like a hostel, mm. where there's like five or six people to a room, but it's not super cramped. Um, and they're just like extra rooms off to the sides of this temple and then because there are so many of you uh some of the crew are lodged with uh locals who have extra space for them and so on and so forth um what would you guys like to do as the fire in the main hall begins to die down and the gentle breeze from outside just flows through the entire building is it dark it is fully dark. Let's go outside. Okay. Well, first, I think we need to talk to everybody and tell them oh. what the deal is. Okay. Uh, so I'll, we'll, I guess we'll gather together Bull and Mia and Clay mm -hmm. and uh, just say, hey, so <clears throat> just letting you know what's mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. So we are getting a teleportation spell out of here to Anik. Tomorrow yep. morning. Teleportation. Yeah. Uh, so just letting you know, it's going to be bright and early. Also, Kid and I are going to go make friends with the Mothman. Yep. Uh, so if anyone would like to come along with, that would be fun. Um, Bull looks excited <laughs> about the, the whole of course thing. He does. Of course he does. Um, and he's just like, they were a mothman? Uh-huh. Yeah. He hangs yeah. upside down in the bell tower. Ooh. He protect <laughs> and, he protect uh, and he also attack. Oh and Mia is kinda like <laughs> I'm pretty small and easy to carry away. I'm um, not he, sure. He he's nice. He doesn't like carry away like little he, he like fends off like predators and stuff. Yeah. We're really okay. hoping to see a jaguar. What yeah. about the predators and stuff? I mean, you're pretty quick, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a fox. I mean, Mia, do not let us pressure you into going. You don't have to go. Well, you I should feel totally like I go. gotta go. Well, the... okay. Well, <laughs> HR makes me say that you do not have to go and you are doing this by your own volition. That, yes, but because you're a person in a place of power, you immediately have the ability right. to pressure me. Okay, fine. So don't go. I order you not to go. See, but now you're doing that. Oh my god. To... <laughs> She's like, no, I, I'll go. I don't care. Oh, now you don't care. Oh, I'm no, a very I, I small animal. I think it'll be fun. Mm. I'm scared, but it'll be fun. Isn't half the fun... Of being scared, just or isn't half isn't, the fun of being isn't, scared? Isn't half the scared of being fun? Yeah. Shut up, Benjamin. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Half, okay. Half fun. So I'm just imagining Mia as Piglet. She's like, oh, that size. And then Clay is just listening to this, like, you guys are crazy. Indeed. I mean, yeah. Hey, I can read your thoughts, we'll Clay. Friends. You're right. 
We'll be friends with Mothman and you won't. I mean, I'm game to go, but... Oh, this is a lot. Then go. Like, I know you guys have been in here, like, fucking around, but have you, like, actually looked around this place? I mean... There's a lot of plants. Off into the distance. No, there's, like... There's, like, cool stuff around here, like, just hidden away in weird corners, like, pieces of art and, like, almost, like, totems. I put my hand on Clay's shoulder. I'm like, Clay, I think we're gonna get along someday, but you're a fucking nerd. Will you come fight stuff with us, please? Don't, like, your people make this type of art, though? Shouldn't you be interested? I'm sure they do. Oh. People make art. That's it's what, got tunnel vision That's right what makes now. them it's people. Just, it's just Mothman for you're him. Not a, you're not a culture person, huh? You're a nerd. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I love how that's kid's answer. Like, yes, I'm uncultured swine. You're a nerd. Fuck off. Um, and he's like, okay, whatever. Mothman it is. Is this like, like Mothman Mothman? Yeah, like the one who killed the Jersey Devil, yeah. <laughs> what is Jersey? What? It's a it's so it's like a really rare Elusir dish. It's it's like a no, it was like a bedtime story, right? Where they're like, Oh, the Jersey Devil you It's know, gonna get from, ya. He comes from a Jersey? far off a far off land called New Jersey. It's There's actually in the New Jersey. It's actually in the infernal realm. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's actually straight yeah. the fuck down in hell. <laughs> it's on the ninth ring of hell. Uh huh. It's very cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not fun. Very cold. Lots of rain. Lots the of commute's assholes. terrible. Yeah, the, the commute's terrible. Yeah. Like and bodies. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. a way better city, like just across the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all kind of assholes over there, too. It's so. the land of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> None of that is canon. Oh. <laughs> I would love to yes and, but no. But. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, go, let's go meet the Mothman and kill a Jaguar. Yes, do it. They're not... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess, I mean, I guess if you call cougars jaguars. I mean, this is the same diff. Big cat. No. Big cat. Big cat. No. <laughs> the only thing they have in common is that there are panther versions of both of them. Let's go kill a big cat. They're okay. big cats. Or maybe some real big mosquitoes. <laughs> Ugh. Some That's scarier than some mosquitoes don't exist in my world. I hate them too much. That's scarier than Big Cat. Yeah, it is. Like Jumanji mosquitoes. No. Ugh. Absolutely <laughs> not. So no. let, let's... Are you with us, Clay, or are you against us? Yeah, I Okay, he doesn't have to be against okay. us. Okay. No, he's, if you're not with us, you're against us. This is all just for Shut fun. Up, We're having fun, Kit. <laughs> We're having fun! Damn it. <laughs> can we please go kill something? Yes, okay, yeah. let's go. I'm waiting on you guys. Okay, I'm leaving. Let's go. Let's go. Come all on, right. Bull. Oh Come on, Bull. Grab Mia. Don't lose her. Okay, Bull just picks Mia up and follows. Perfect. Okay. With, like, two fingers. <laughs> just one hand around the waist. Yeah. 
Um, and Mia just kind of hangs there like, this is mildly degrading as he just carries her away. Bull did it, not me. <laughs> and Bull's like, I think it's pretty cute. And he just keeps going. Give her a little squeeze. Squeak. Good God, you guys. I'm trying oh to God. get you okay. out of the building. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you guys head out the front door uh, where everybody else has pretty much abandoned the streets at this point. Or, well, streets. Um, it is fully dark. Uh, the only lights sort of in sight are in, in a couple windows. There's lanterns here and there. Um, but pretty much all you have is the light of the two moons overhead. Wait, hold on. It's Kervigar the 14th? So no, you cannot see the moons. It is a new moon. Um, so you only have the starlight, which here where it is crystal clear is weirdly bright. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but yeah, you step out onto the moss-covered center of the village and take a look around. You look up at the bell tower, uh, the opposite tower, and see that there is no longer a figure there. <gasps> Mothman is out. Perception check. Yeah, make some perception. I want to look into the night and be afraid of what I see. Don't fear the reaper. 19. God, alright, I'm putting this dice away. Uh, that was a 7. 19 and 7? Okay. Yeah. Um, Sophie, you take a glance around. You, like, start at the tower, and then you, like, look off in the directions that the tower openings are in, and you're just like, I don't know where that bitch could be. Um, Kit... You take a look around, and then the thought occurs to you to look up. Um, and you look at the uh, up toward the front of the temple, and you see under the front eave, there is a large black shape huddled up, upside down, underneath the edge of the roof. Uh, just a giant furry mass just hanging there, not moving at all. Hi, buddy. Huh, what? What are you talking to? Look up under the As Sylphie ah, makes a sound, it darts away at no. lightning speed. You scared And you actually away. feel the wind over your head. It's just... No, no, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Did it have red on. eyes? You saw no features. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast, before he goes, uh, can I cast, I want to cast command. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw. I hope he's a wise moth. It works because the music that just came on is actually night music. Ten. Ooh, spooky. Oh, he does not save. Uh... My one word command will be stop. Oh no. Okay. Um you you see as he darts past, you see the wings open, these massive fur-lined uh patterned wings with almost these eye shapes on the back, but 
with these almost bat-like appendages coming off the front, almost like veined bat and moth put together. Mm. And you see the appendages flex and the wings close, and he drops to the ground on all four. Uh, and just uh, pauses. Uh. Um, now that he is still and out in the ambient light of the stars, you can see as he's folding his wings back, um, he has he has six limbs. He has the, the wings, he has actual like humanoid uh, arms and shoulders, and he has, uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, digitigrade legs. Mm-hmm. Digitigrade. Like, um, yeah. Like a like a like a uh, like a dog, mm-hmm. like the back legs of a dog, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's crouched down. So like he's his legs are so long that his knees are like up near his neck, um, and he's just crouched there, facing away from you guys. You can see on the backs of his folded wings, under this huge ruff of fur. Um, the wingbacks look like almost like owl eyes staring back at you. If you look at it too long, you almost think they blink, but they don't actually. Um, and he's just paused there. Hey, buddy. And I don't he know will, what to do now. He will stay there for six seconds. I don't know what to do now. Can I? Can I just walk up and be like, hey, are we... We heard about you from the Elder Druid. We wanted to say hi. That'll be about six seconds. Yeah. And as you get up close to him, the wings just unfurl suddenly. And you're almost like buffeted away from him uh, as he stands up to his full height. And you watch him just rise and rise and rise until he towers around nine feet. And you see these long furry antennae sort of unfold from the back of his head and he turns around um and one of the striking features about him is that his the rough on his shoulders and his head are white but they have this weird iridescent quality about them that in the dark they don't reflect the same amount of light um but you can tell that they're sort of silvery the rest of his body is blacks and grays uh down to these long uh, skinny uh, animal-like legs but he has uh, human-like arms that just rest at his sides uh, with these he has uh, three fingers and a thumb uh, but they're all super super long digits that just curl in um, almost not quite into fists but just like a loose loose fist at his side um, and he turns, uh, he has this hunch to him, almost like he doesn't have a neck, and his head is set forward a little bit, mm-hmm. and he turns and looks at all of you. Um, instead of bug-like eyes, you see almost bat-like eyes, um, where they're still big, like these big black orbs, but they definitely have a pupil to them, and they can definitely focus and move. Um, his actual face is uh, sort of this peach shape, and then he has a little small snout that comes down with 
again, bat-like features. Mm -hmm. And you can see these long canine teeth and then a second set of canine teeth uh, extending out. And he just turns and looks at all of you. He looks Hi. at Sylphie in particular. Hi. Hi. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to, like... One antenna flicks. Uh. Oh. Could you... We're doing it because we're friends. Do you speak common? He looks at you. Is that a yes or no? I say in Celestial. What about Celestial? No recognition. Can I, I say in Elvish. What about be, Elvish? He just seems to be aware that he's being spoken to. Does he? Oh yeah, he does have a mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, we uh, just wanted to say hi and help you kill things. Yeah. Are there any uh, jungle cats that we can there any, take any... out? Jaguars. Yeah. Um, the big bat-like wings. You see the little fingers all flex in as they pull inward. And he just sort of, with uh, over his shoulders, these big like bat-like hands come and just sort of curl in against him like this. And so it almost looks like a cloak on him now. Um, and he wanders up to Sylphie. And the, he bends his legs and bends down, so he's, like, at eye level with you. And you just see these gigantic uh, black eyes. Uh, hi! And the little, the little flying fox nose just sniffing. I whisper over to Kit, I'm like, this is, like, the beginning of a really bad erotic novel. Uh, I don't know what to do. Help. Stick your dick in his mouth. No! What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let's, um... <laughs> I mean, we could just, we could try to help him with stuff. I okay. can't tell if we lost Taylor or if they just, nope, the background's nope, still moving. They, they just, just hate us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell because the banner was. <laughs> uh. Yeah, hey there, guy. How's it going? Uh... <laughs> He's just uh... staring. I'll just be like, we. Oh God. Want to? We are here to destroy Help you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, take down creatures, uh, and kill them. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Do you write? Do you, can you read? <laughs> I can write it down for you. Oh my god. <laughs> he, just still staring at you, like, goes down into a full crouch in front of you, which is still, like, four feet tall. Um just sort of his arms resting in front of him as he's looking up at you. If he had eyebrows, they would be furrowed. Um, he appears to just be trying to figure you out. He has no idea anything you're saying. You see I'm, no recognition for language. I'm going to stick my hand out. 
like maybe like in a half like let's shake on it but like a half like here are some berries I found in the woods. Please oh, eat like, them. Sniff my fingers, dog. <laughs> yeah, kind of. yeah. As you extend your arm, he mimics you, but he doesn't actually reach for your hand. Uh, he just seems to be playing Simon Says. Is it the is it the same hand as me or the opposite hand? Uh, it's he's he's mirroring you, so it's the same. Okay, I'll I'll take out my other hand then, and I'll like grab his hand and like shake it up and down like it is extremely warm um and not bug-like if as you might have expected it is very muscular and his fingers are almost as long as your forearm so when he closes Ew. his hand around yours like his hand fingers wrap back almost to his own wrist um but he just lets you move his arm up and down, and he's, like, watching it, like... <laughs> uh, can I, while they're doing this really weird exchange, can I take a look around and see if I see anything on the edges of the woods or anything? Make a perception check. Unnatural 20. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um... You do see at the edges, uh, in several places, um, there are canines walking around. Your immediate guess, your immediate guess is wolves, coyotes, Uh something like that. Um, But they're big. They're Uh real big. Uh And they have these weird protruding spikes. And they seem to be sort of they don't enter the circle of the village. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're scared to step foot inside, <laughs> but they're just prowling the edge of the circle of the village, almost like they're looking for scraps or maybe a maybe a pet wandering a little too far from home. I Yeah, Kit's in a mood. I'm going to dash towards them without I'm okay. just going to I'm just going to shout. I'm going to be like Danger! And then I'm gonna run. What? Danger? Where? <clears throat> Immediately, as soon as Kit darts, the moth bat creature's entire form turns that way, and he lets go of you in this very smooth, weird motion, like his claws travel across your skin, Sylphie. Just because he's moving so fast, he doesn't let go fully, so you feel it, like, slide off. Um, and he just shoots across the open... Uh, circle and Kit, he darts over your head directly at your target. How far away are they from me? Oh, Oh, God. Kit at this point would be about 30 feet away, Sylphie about 60. Okay. I probably can't get like a surprise round, I'm assuming. Uh, no. Okay. You yelled danger and started running. That's true. (laughs) Uh, I got a 13. 17. Whoopsie. That's like my first good initiative. Oh, we gotta get rid of these old uh, icons. These old maps. Yep. Yeah, we'll just reuse this one. Uh, Drawing. Clear. Get rid of them. (laughs) There we go. 
We so. fought so many times in this little this little Winnie know, the Pooh it's, area. It's just <laughs> my it's just my backup. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh area. It is. It does kind of look like it. Winnie the Pooh. Why is he called a Pooh? Uh, that was a very. I don't know. I think it. I read it quite a few times, but it was some sort of name. I can't remember what it was. His Something. Was Mr. Sanders. I. Well, he lives under what? the name of Sanders, and that's because he lives in the house that has a name on the plaque called Sanders. What? Um, yeah. You didn't know that? So his name isn't Winnie the Pooh? No, his name is Winnie the Pooh, but he lives under, literally under, the name Sanders that is written on his house. Okay. Like, it's a haha funny, he lives under the name Sanders because it's written on the house, so he's literally underneath it. Okay. Um, but no, the Pooh is something that Christopher Robin made up, and I think it was a, it was like a... Is it because he's like a five-year-old kid and he's like, <laughs> poo? No, no, no. <laughs> no. It was okay. something he misunderstood. Like, okay. like that someone who would be called the poo is like maybe royalty or something like that. It was something oh. weird, but he, he misunderstood box? something. Yeah, yeah, like the poo box. Yes. That's where it came from. Okay. I mean, I don't know much about the stories. I've just oh, watched God, the Disney so stuff. Good. So. Oh my God. Yeah, he lived he lived under the name of Sanders because okay. it was written above his door. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's really, really ridiculously British and funny. It's yeah, very yeah, that sounds like something British. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good if you ever get the chance to read the original. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'm just making noise. I yeah. <laughs> fill in the dead air. I did not I understand a word of that. I didn't. I don't even know what I said to be perfectly honest. <laughs> they sounded like words, though, didn't they? I mean, very slurred together words. Very yes. lightly slurred words. Yeah. Lightly. Lightly slurred. Lightly fried oh. fish fillets. <clears throat> So. Get some of get your fish fillets. <laughs> oh my god, that we was... are battling with Mothman. We are. This is so exciting. <laughs> I'm so excited. He's kind of scary. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I mean, he doesn't That's seem like a bad idea. dude. He's just like. I guess. Is this gonna be like one of those things where like we find out he's actually some terrible monster, and then we accidentally break the spell on him, and he kills everybody? I don't think so. He just seems like a confused little puppy. A confused little moth pup. Hey, he didn't rip my arm off. He could have. Not yet. Not yet. And now we gotta kill all these dire wolves. D would you not have an issue with killing, like, coyotes? They're, they're wolves, not yokes. Well, see, is she... Or they said uh, it was, like... Uh, it could have been wolves or coyotes. No, I said I, I said there were canines, but they had bony protrusions. Dire wolves. And generally dire creatures have that, so oh. dire wolves. Okay. <clears throat> dire wolves. Well, dar. I just heard coyote and I'm like, oh, dar. Be into that, but all these goddamn dire dar. bears. This is so dar. Yeah. 
Okay, so... Oh, Clay's adorable. He's pretty good. Flavodraw. Mia is actually just a fox. Just a little, little <laughs> tiny fox. She's a little fennec fox. So cute. She's a Zerda. That Clay sounds needs a like haircut. a pharmacy thing. <laughs> Zerda is Zerda. a fox. Zerda. A Zerda helped me get rid of my psoriasis. That's my. There was. Uh, Zerda is, is a type of Vixu. I was saying There's a Zerda. A Zerda. There is a medication called Zyrtec. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, yeah, it's an allergy yeah. med. Yeah. A so Zerda. Maybe that's why. May cause death. <laughs> that's it. I hope you don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it'll get rid of your allergy. Yeah. <laughs> You oh, can't no, sneeze no. when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So Mothman was here, mm -hmm. and Kit was here. Yeah. Um, this is just a rough approximation. So Kit, you got to about here, here. Um, yeah. And Mothman is like. Hovering over you by about ten feet. Mothman. He his name isn't Mothman. Um, <laughs> what are you talking? Can I reveal about? what he's actually called? No. I mean, we don't know. So we don't know. It's just Mothman. It's canon. Yeah. Mothman. He's Mothman. And then, do you guys have control of your tokens? Bat Mothman. <laughs> yeah, I can. Bat Mothman. Yeah, I can move it. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a large creature, and so are all the, the yeah. deer wolves. The deer, deer wolves? They all have deer, antlers. Deer wolves. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to sick a uh, vampiric pegajackalope on you guys. It'll be great. That's that a lot of shit. Vampiric pegajackalope. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a wolpertinger. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? What? Wait, that wait, wasn't wait. a I fucking word. You know, a wolpertinger? A, a wolpertinger. <laughs> A Wolpertinger. Um, so a a Wolpertinger is a basically a jackalope, so a horn, an antlered rabbit with okay. uh, long canines and wings. Vampiric Pegajackalope. Okay. Okay. Peg Vampiric Pegasus Jackalope. Uh huh. Vampiric okay. Pegajackalope. Yeah. It rolls right off the tongue. It really it? actually does. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Uh, Riley uh, set one on us in my other game, or her other game, uh, and I refused to call it a Wolvertinger. <laughs> Just completely refused. Vampire Pella Jackalope. Pega Jackalope. I was trying, but it didn't come out. Vampire Pega Jackalope. Pega Jackalope. That sounds like, so you know in... My Vampire Pega Jackalope has a first name... It's T E D O L P E R T I N G E R. I just spelled Ted. I spelled Wolpertinger. Oh. There, no, there was. Do, do you guys know the Flash Gordon song uh, that Queen did? No. The Flash. Oh, yeah, ah! yeah. There's like the weird it's part. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bam, 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 Oh my god. Is there another one of us? Oh my god. Flash. Jesus. 
I don't know any of the words. I just know it's no, real dumb. <laughs> um, no, nothing Queen did is dumb. Never mind. Oh, anyway. silly. <laughs> anyway, Werewolves in London. Oh, that was not Queen. Oh. So, initiative. 17. 13. 452. 394. <laughs> page 954. Or how, whatever. 394. That's what 394. I'm Yeah. Turn to page 394. Yes. B.M.M. Bowel Batmoth. movement morning. Batmoth. Batman. Bat <laughs> Big <laughs> motherfucking moth. Mammaries. Oh, oh god. <laughs> Big mammoth mammaries. There we go. All right. Uh, the dire wolves rolled higher than Kit. Well, fuck. Oh my god. Oh, and you the grouped them. Yes. Guess what they have. Pack tactics. Yes, they do. Yay. Yak, okay. yak, tacks. If we die. Oh my god, that sounds like that lady from. Yuck, that sounds yuck, like yuck. Stuart's mom. Pack tactics. <laughs> the boxes and boxes of fat yourself. <laughs> no, Stuart was the one who said. Oh yeah. Boxes and boxes of fat yourself. It's for mommy's itchy vagina. <laughs> Piak tax X. That is so to totally how she fucking talks. That is the key to getting that voice. I spent years practicing, practicing that voice, so I should be good at it. That is the key phrase. Like you got pack tactics. Don't forget your pack tactics. Your pack tactics. You get advantage if you have an ally in five feet. Oh my god. Pack tactics is never going to be the same. Never again. Just pack tactics picture of Stuart's mom. Yeah. Pack tactics. Was it Mo Collins? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. She was also. Lorraine. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> the one with the mattress store. <laughs> oh my god! My favorite one is the buffet. I fucking yeah, love the, the buffet. Yeah, the buffet is so good. At the at the goddamn what was Where the she gets like under the stage. The casino, like, yeah. Uh, ah, uh, <laughs> it's uh, foggy. <laughs> no, what'd she say? Oh, she ate a jalapeno. She's like, Allah. Alabia. <laughs> it's like, oh god, that's hot. Oh. oh god, what was it in the mattress store? The temper, temper, temper. My god. Pack tactics. All right, Ooh. let's. Let's, Speaking of pack tactics, they yeah. use it and kill us they all. They use it and we're all fucking dead because we're all standing <laughs> in this thing just going pack tactics. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for their tactics. <laughs> oh god. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> we're not gonna say those words anymore. 
<laughs> no. Deer wolves. All right. Deer wolves. Deer wolves. Deer wolves. I'm having a big problem with some squirrels in my backyard. Can you come help? Thanks. Maybe you can use your 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 group techniques <laughs> to help us with that. Your your club activities. Uh, activities. Yeah. <laughs> your conglomerate issues. I don't know. Couldn't think of a word. Your, your alliance strategies. Yeah, I was gonna say strategies, but your I allied <laughs> strategies. Oh my god, my map just keeps fucking up. Jesus. Oh my god, there's a there's a there's a whole group of wolves around me. There's a whole murder of wolves. <laughs> there's an entire murder of wolves. <laughs> there's a splatoon of wolves. A splatoon? A splatoon? I don't know. There is a chamber pot of wolves Ew. all around me. <laughs> oh, gross! It's a I mean, metric fuck ton. I mean, it's it's a it's a bowl shaped out of wolves, and some shit's gonna go down in it. So yeah, it's a chamber pot of wolves. It's a chamber pot of wolves. <laughs> and Mo Bat Mothman is too high Bat in the air Mothman. for them to reach. So Kit, you're the only one in range. Oh boy, and they're gonna use their allied strategies to hit me. <laughs> Maybe maybe you shouldn't have joked so much about pack tactics. Yeah, tactics. It's like that dog. Have you seen that TikTok where he's just like, ah, nah, 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 nah. and he's like just grabbing his nose. Yes, Absolutely unwatchable. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh no. It's bad when you make those sounds in between laughing. We're just like, oh. <laughs> Like we're in pain or something. Like ah! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Jesus! You two, you two. Once you two get going, it's over. Sorry. I can like come back, but you two are terrible. Who was the one who started pack tactics? Yeah, tactics. That is how that works. Um, now, what happens is Alicia and I set each other up. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, make eye contact with each other. It's, it's whenever I hear you start again that I'm just, I can't take it. God. Yeah, it is kind of the second wave. It's like... Oh. And I have a tendency to get the second wave. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'm wearing my oh, crown of shit calm. Just fell over on my desk, and I don't know what. I wish I was wearing the crown of calm. I'll send you an, a link. Okay. We can all have crowns. Yay. Yay. 
These are real garnets. What's the Taylor Swift lyric? We we all got crowns. You're being too loud. I don't know. It's funny I mean, how you're like saying that the most monotone way ever, but you sound just like her. Yeah. <laughs> like I actually heard the song playing in my head like she was actually singing it. I mean I've never I've never heard that song, but you saying it, I know exactly what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, I mean basically. It's not one of her most vocally like impressive songs. Uh, well Shake It Off certainly wasn't either. No. All right. Dire wolves, anyway. shall we? <laughs> yes. Dire waffles. Yes. <clears throat> um, so with them all getting the the allied strategy bonuses. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, Taylor, stop. Okay. Um, with them getting their bonuses, all of them do hit. Okay. Um Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, Tire Wolf, let me just grab the damage. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a Oh god, I forgot that song existed. You're welcome. Didn't say thank you, but alright. Oh, you're welcome. What is it? We just flash back to Twilight. We're like, it's the Black Eyed Peas! <laughs> uh, I love so... that you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, with a bite attack oh from all five of them, <laughs> yeah. that I'm I'm not gonna roll all of it because it's two d six plus three each. Yeah. So that'll bring you to forty five damage. Ooh. Oh my god! Between the five. Uh, of oh them. my god! <laughs> oh my god! Sarah, I can't believe you're wearing that top. Oh, it's so much. Can that I is so like much damage. It's so much damage. Uh, but that brings us to Kit. <gasps> I dead? cast. No, I'm a, I'm alive. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm alive. Um. Oh. Uh. I'm going to shift. Bonus action shift. <laughs> That was wrong, it just got me. What? I know, just like, ooh. Oh. Um, I'm gonna bonus action shift and give myself some bonus HP. Oh my god, you two, swear to god. I, every time I look up, Alicia's hanging off screen. Just leave her there. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Getting the Brian Foster tears. Oh no. <laughs> Jesus. We need like a whole reset on this episode. <laughs> we can't reset. I'm gonna die. Um I don't I will get my bonus HP. What's my constitution? Uh okay, so I get nine HP, bonus action shift. Um and then you too, I swear to God. And then I'm gonna cast. I'm gonna cast Spirit Guardians. Uh huh. I can hear her like fucking dying off camera. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> 
my god. Okay. This is literally unwatchable now. Oh. I'm fine. <laughs> Good thing we don't have much time left for your mascara. Oh boy. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yep. We are. I uh, cast yeah, spirit gardens. Spirit <laughs> spirit gardens. <laughs> Listen. Oh my god. Spirit gardens. Okay. I can't keep my eyes open. I can see that. All I can see is just like white. Okay. Spirit, spirit, spirit guardians. I know. I'm trying. There's so much spirit. Oh god. Oh my god. Can't we are serious actors. I have an art degree. I don't know what you're talking about. I have a theater degree. I should be better than this. Oh no, this is fine. I should be. Spirit Guardians! Oh. <clears throat> okay. Yes. It's okay, you got this. Usa. Maximum effort. Maximum effort. Usa, Usa. Usa, Usa. Anything Usa. else? Uh, no, that, that finishes my turn. Spirit Guardians! Okay. Or as Taylor affectionately calls it, spirit gardens. Spirit gardens. Spiritual lawnmower. Listen. Spiritual garden. When, when I am in distress, my speech impediments come back. Alright. It's fucking Bull's turn. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, dash. Alright, um, he's going to rage. I would like to rage. I'd like to rage. I always just, forget that Bull's a barbarian because he's so nice and rage gentle. ever so slightly. Just a little bit. Just a little bit? Only to help my friends out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, bro. Uh, Sylphy. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's my turn already? Damn. Yeah, Bull dashed is his action. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, shit. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't clear, the black spots on the map are buildings. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Not buildings. Buildings. Building. Yeah. Nobody likes building. Uh, alright. <clears throat> Nobody understands. <laughs> I'm going to move... <clears throat> Man, my throat's all clogged up now. Uh, I believe... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Right there. Um, <clears throat> and I am ah. going to... Cast... Shatter so at... Mom. Third level. <laughs> Shatter? Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> ah. <laughs> That's it, I'm not going. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we are just a bunch of walking movie references. Yep. Uh, so I think I'm going to cast it. 
You right said third here. level. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. cast it like right there so it doesn't get Kit or Bull, but it gets like those boys in that area. Dem boys. Dem boys. Dem boys, dem boys, dem boys. Uh, and they have to make <clears throat> a constitution serve. Alright, so you're getting these <clears throat> three? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Uh, one pass, two fail. Okay. Uh, shatter some walls. Uh, what is math? 20 points of damage for the ones who fail and 10 for the one who passed. Gotcha. <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> and then I think that's all I can do. You still have a bonus. Yeah, I can't really do anything. Well, I could give Bardic Inspiration. Let me do that. Uh, ooh, what's the 60 feet? Um, <clears throat> I will give Bardic Inspiration to... Can Kit hear me? <clears throat> yes. Okay. I will shout over the the pack of wolves. Um <clears throat> Hey! Don't die, dumbass! And give him Bardic inspiration. <laughs> hey dickhead! Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god. You broke them. I, yeah, that's because that's a really good reference. I love that movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. What it's is a great, it? It's from Grumpy Old Men. Oh, yeah, you talked about that before. God, it's such a great fucking movie. Walter Matthau and John Lemon. Oh, my God. So hilarious. They've been working hey, together for... Dickhead. They've been working together for fucking centuries. They're hilarious. It's especially funny because last night I was talking to uh, Zana about it because we were talking about Hello Dolly. Oh yeah. Um, with Barbara Streisand and Walter Matthau, and she's never seen Grumpy Old Men, so it's now my mission in life to make her experience the joy that is Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, and Burgess Meredith. Oh yeah, Burgess Meredith. God, excellent. Oh no. Bring we're you in home such a good spot. Right. So, who's next? Um, Who'd you give what? inspiration to? <clears throat> oh, you. me. It's a D6. Got okay. it. Um, Got I'm going to have Clay Got stick it. to what he's been doing. And he's going to stick with Sylphie. Um, <clears throat> oh my god, you have a shadow up. now? Well, he's Remember? not like sticking to you he's just near you um he's kind of following your lead because he's never done this stuff before yeah no that's fine um but he comes to your side and you see him pull the rapier and the pistol uh very musketeer-esque um and you see him uh holding the rapier with his uh first two fingers and thumb you see his last two fingers sort of twist and he casts his, uh, um, 
magical weapon on the uh, on the gun, and he levels it to shoot. They probably tore the gun for the gun. Oh yes, so yes, so yes, they both that will hit. I don't know how, but Chloe's just a great shot. Wow, you messed that up so bad. Holy shit. Did I ever profess that I was good at anything then? We this this whole show is just a testament to how much I suck at everything. So, um, Clay got a natural 20 to hit. Oh! Which, with his magical damage, deals out 27 total, part of which is <clears throat> part of which is lightning. So, Sophie, you watch him as he steps up to your side, level the gun, and you see the lightning crackle around the barrel, and as he pulls the trigger, just a shriek of lightning follows the bullet and hits this direwolf, and because of the damage uh, you already did to it, he's out. It keel over and Did you say it? say a streak of lightning? A streak of lightning follows okay. the bullet. I thought you said a shriek of lightning. It's pretty loud, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. how the lightning works. No. Yep. No. It has a it has a, a man's voice. It's yes. <laughs> 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 a really good that one. That was a good one. <laughs> that was like uh, Game Grumps fucking Navi <laughs> drifting back and forth good. Oh god. Uh, okay. Um okay. Mia. Mia, time to show what you can do, babe. Uh you got this, baby. So using <laughs> using her superior monk running skills. One, two, three. You can't even hear her. It's just like the tiniest little feet on the ground. Like. Uh, she gets all the way to one of the direwolves. <clears throat> yes, she does. And she takes a flying leap at it. She's like, hi. Everybody was coming for fire turn. Yeah. Uh, flurry of blows. My neighbors hate me. Stunning strike. It's okay. awesome. All right. She Jeez. punches a direwolf into the astral sea. Well, um, <laughs> so you watch her. You don't hear her go. You just see the little streak of the ears as they flatten back. Um, and she just jumps, like, off a small rock and just brings this little, like, to you guys, it'd be like a baton. For her, it's a staff. She brings it down on the wolf's, like, the top of his muzzle, like, and it makes that horrible hollow sound, mm -hmm. like when a dog hits its face on something. Um, and it just cracks. And then she uses the uh, staff to pole vault herself into it and just punches it and kicks it in the chops. Um, and with a stunning strike, it is stuck. Cool. Can we, uh, can we make it canon that her tiny little bow staff has, like, those dangly plastic things on the ends of it, so it's like a little kid's baton, like, with the sparkles and shit in it? <laughs> maybe I imagine... It's, maybe it's full of fluid with, like, little glitter stars. 
So the idea I actually have in my head is that her her staff is like a repurposed like walking cane. And so it has like weird rich decoration on it and like a little like pommel on it that's probably probably was a jewel at one point but she just took it off and got rid of it. Um, It's the Jurassic Park staff. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of that idea. Okay. Um, It would be funny if it was just like a regular like crook staff with a little thing on the end and she just like beating people with it. Uh, there's too many NPCs in this battle. Batmothman. Batmothman. He Muffin. is going to land beside Bull. <laughs> and uh, you guys watch as the uh, as the wings open. They then close around this direwolf. And you can see the movement of the arms and the shoulders and, like, his elbow when he hits his wings. He is just raking his claws through this wolf's side. Um, that poor puppy. Ooh, God. Jesus. All right. I mean, um, that poor puppy also did, like, 45 damage to you, so. Yeah, he did. He yeah. bad puppy. As, as he pulls his wings back... You basically just see it looks like he took his three-fingered hands and started at the wolf's hips and ripped backward so that there's this big gash going all the way up to the wolf's shoulders. Uh, That'll bring us back to the deer wolves. Make Uh, a saving throw. A wisdom... Wait. Uh, Wisdom saving throw. Uh, I'll fail. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I cannot do that, so. <laughs> 20 points of radiant damaga. Damaga. <laughs> Damage. Damage. Damagega. Ba. There is one ba. <laughs> There's one left and he's not doing well. Yeah. Um, He no longer has Piak Tiak Tiaks. Piak Tiak Tiaks! As he goes for kits. God, I'm so obnoxious. You are. Indeed. And you can tell the difference between the siblings because Taylor went. You are. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, Alright, that is... Hit me, puppy. Hit me, puppy, one more time. That takes on a weird know, connotation. Uh, 15 points of damage. Fuck! Yeah, he rolled max damage. I'm still awake. How? Barely. Thank you to my oh shift. God. My shift is the only thing that saved oh, me. I would be. I was about. I to would say. be out if I didn't shift. Yeah. And he is going to run away. You. Oh, I want to. I want to. I want to attack of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You and Bull will both uh, get them. Yes. Uh, what am I hitting him with? Uh, just a physical. With, with my stats. 
either with an equipped weapon or unarmed. 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm just gonna... Yeah. Stow art. No, no, we can't do this again. Seven points of staff whacking damage. I I almost went full Tigger there for a second. <laughs> um, seven? Yeah. Uh, that's not quite enough. He's still a running away. You, 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 you give him a good whap on the backside and it just makes him run faster. Mm. But uh, Ball reaches out at the same time. Staff whacking damage. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, so, yes. Bull, as you whack the, the dog, um, <laughs> Bull, Bull reaches that out. That bad. <laughs> it does. It does. Bull, it like, sounds like it's a mob for killing dogs. Uh, Bull reach. Shut up. Sorry. God. Um, Bull reaches Bull. out almost in like a dive and catches its hind leg. And you see him as he picks himself back up, he just drags the wolf backward. Um, and right next to you, he just picks this wolf up, gets his head and its neck in his hands, and just <laughs> opposite directions. Oh, puppy. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> you were the one who wanted to do this. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to do it. To be fair, I killed most of them, so. Yeah. But Bull just lets it drop to the ground. And you see him kind of get this look on his face like, huh. I'll feel bad. Yay. Good job. Good job, team. Bull. Go team. Yeah. Will somebody, yeah. and then Kit just like lays on the ground. He's like, will somebody please help me? I got and it. <laughs> <laughs> Bull like picks you up and brings you to Sylvie. I'm gonna cast the oh, cure wounds. The cure wounds. I'll wow, do that was it a little at, over the top. I'll do it at second level. So I give yeah. it more juice. Medium cure wounds. Yes. Uh hold on. Um That is Ooh. 14, or no, 16 points of damage. Or healing. Damage. 16 points of healing damage. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's going to perk me up a little bit, and then I'm going to hit myself with a cure wounds as well. Ooh, that's another 11. Okay, that puts me over half. That's good, that's good. You yeah. feeling better, buddy? Yeah. Do you like that you got to kill something? Yeah, I'm really happy about that. Good. Okay. All right. Maybe next time I'll not run directly into the center, but you guys are so slow. Yeah, I mean, you... What, what we lack for... Never mind. I'm tired. Let's go back, please. <laughs> to bed! Yes. Um, oh, I turned to the oh, Mothman. Oh, Man-Bothman. Yeah. Man like, uh, thank you bat for your help. Man-Bot-Man-Bath. Bat-Moth-Bat-Man. Man-Math-Bat. Bat 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 bat. Uh, <laughs> are you saying math? 
I don't know. I just everything is man coming out. With... Yet. Man bath mat. Man bath mat. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, there's a new kink for everybody. Man bath oh mat. Uh, I turn. Yeah, I turn to, to Mothman, and I'm just like, uh, "Thank you for your help." We appreciate it. He's been kind of drifting in circles above you guys, just kind of watching, and he comes in to land directly in front of you and does that thing again where he's, like, crouched down, uh, looking up at you, and the little... The antennas are just going... Uh, I'll reach out and give him a little pat on the head. Pat, pat. He, He, like, retreats his head further into his neck, but he doesn't, like, pull away. Um, and, uh, he kind of glances over to all the dead wolves and he walks over to one, this kind of weird, like low, you haven't actually seen him properly walk. Um, but when he does walk, it's this very like low to the ground, long stride, uh, because of the digitigrade legs. Um, so his, his legs are like bent a really, really long way. Um, and he walks almost like he doesn't move his arms when he walks. He almost walks like a T-Rex. Um, it, it's almost like he's used to walking on all fours. Um, no, he like keeps his hands in close and just sort of, and he doesn't have like a full neck. So his head moves with his shoulders. Um <laughs> But he goes over to one of the wolves, and you see him reach down, and he's, you can't quite see everything he's doing. Um, but you hear kind of a gross, like, sound. And you see him, like, messing with something. And then he comes back over to you oh, no. um, with a mostly cleaned-off canine tooth. Oh. And offers it to you. I thought he was going to hand you a ribbon made of intestines. I thought, yeah, I thought he was just going to hand me, like, dead wolf guts. Here's the bow. Thank you. Yeah, he, he did, nice. like, wipe it off, but you should probably disinfect that. COVID. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is great. Careful, that flags on YouTube. Oh, does it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. We should be fine. Um, that yeah, shit, boys. We're not making any money off this anyway, so it doesn't matter. Backstreet yeah. Boys, yeah, Backstreet Boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he gives that to you, and then he goes back over to the wolves, and he picks one up and just starts walking away with it. Bye. Can I loot the wolves for gold? All right. Can I, buddy? You're you're tired. Let's Can go. Make an investigation. Let's go back. Yes. <laughs> Oh man. Twelve. You now have fleas. Damn <laughs> You're sleeping outside. You find Let's fleas. Go. You find <laughs> the fleas. I wonder and if teleportation its... kills fleas. Probably not. Um Well, that's actually a good question. No, because they would just get teleported well, with. No, because teleport takes a depending on the spell um takes a willing creature and their gear uh-huh please so i'm just gonna poof out and there's gonna be a pile of fleas please want to stay attached to their but they host. don't understand magic uh, I guess. 
So it's iffy. Well, I'll roll for that to see. Oh. But yes, kid now has fleas. Great. Kid now has Specifically fleas. on your ears. Let's go. Let's go back and go to sleep, okay? I just lift up my back leg. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't know your leg so could flexible. do that. So flexible. Contortionist. Whoa. Okay. Let's. Oh let's no! I can't put my go. foot on stream. I was just gonna lift my leg up and like put it in front of my face, but nope, nope, nope. That's against <laughs> Twitch rules. This is the worst episode we've ever made. This is the best one. This is uh, the cursed episode. I love this. So, yeah, let's go. Let's go to bed. Bed. Yep. Let's, let's go to bed. bed. Go to bed. Let's go hit the hay. Let's go hit the hay. <laughs> let's go to bed. Oh. bed. Let's go get the hay. <laughs> We're all just losing our it's fucking not minds wrong. now. It, no, I know it's not wrong. That's like the whole song. We're going to bed. <laughs> um. God, I might need to after this. Um, yes, you guys make your way back toward the <laughs> temple as uh, Bat Mothman, Man Bear Pig, uh, disappears into Bat. the night. Uh, you assume <laughs> to either move the corpses away or maybe to eat. You don't know. Um, Gotta give them to the Jaguars. Yep, Jaguars. Um, yeah, you head back to the temple and find your little room that was set up for you guys. Uh, Kit, you get a little more patched up by one of the druids who sees you, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, what did you do? Uh, um, I was attacked by a pack of wolves. Can you, do you, can you get rid of fleas? With medicine, yes. Not magic? You can't do it with magic? Not really. Clay! Yeah, what? Will you cast Prestidigitation on me, please? It doesn't really work on... I can try. Alright. Um, Cast it multiple times. He walks oh. up to you and like, he inspects your ears and he's like, well, hold on. And he starts actually picking fleas off of you and like crushing them. Um, and then once he's gotten all of them, he casts Prestidigitation to get rid of anything left behind, like eggs and whatnot. I'm um, flea free. Might have to wear a flea collar for a couple days, but you should be okay. I'll just have him press to digitate my face. Get them out of your eyebrows. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> just a light, cool mist. Just yeah. <laughs> Alright. You guys all head in after your flea free. Flea free. Uh, flea free. Flea free. <laughs> flea free. Um, and uh, chill out for. A night's rest. Huh? We're doing long rest, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. We okay. go into beat you, dude. and you go and level up. <gasps> I knew I wanted to kill something. Yay! You're fucking welcome. Oh, thank you. I mean, I didn't get hurt during that and almost die, but no, that's fine. Whatever. I will take one for the team if it gets me to level seven, so I can okay. cast Dimension Door. Oh, All but... right. Yeah, I can't. Can I what can't. level are you now? I am level seven. 
Alright, so you now have access to fourth level spells. I sure do. And that's about it. Well, and a couple extras for my trickster domain. True. Um, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Uh, what is Sylphie uh, leveling in? I don't know. Make a decision. I think I'm gonna take another level in Paladin. Paladin. Yeah. Alright, what level Paladin does that make you? Three! Three! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, so you now have access to Divine Health and your Sacred Oath. This is actually super important. Uh, Ooh, I get Divine Strike at 8th level. So, uh, what kind of paladin are you, Sophie? Oh, God, that's a good fucking question, isn't it? Because I feel like several of these oaths could suit you. Um... Oh, Oath fucking... of the ancient, Ancients could suit you. Oath of Vengeance could suit you. Hold on. I have to look this up. And then uh, there's all of the other millions of oaths. Well, I have to look this up because D&D Beyond only gives me one option, so I have to yeah, buy one Look of it them. up on uh, dnd5e.wiki. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link because they actually have everything. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Sacred Oath. Okay. Um, they have all the all the published ones and all the ones available on D and D Beyond, and then there are other uh, there there's plenty of other oaths that have uh, a lot of detail to them in other places. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look over some of these and see what yeah, suits you, I might. Um, I might just have to let everybody know what I do at the beginning of the next. Yeah, I do dash. also know that there is a paladin oath that specifically has to do with the ocean. Oh, yeah, I'm looking through oath of vengeance. That seems good. Um, oath of the deep. There is one that's Oath of the Ancients, which could be good for Whale Mom. Or Oath of the Deep. Yeah, I'll have to look at it. I think. Yeah. Whatever works. We'll see. Just keep in mind that whichever oath you choose, I will start doing things related to that oath. Okay. So if cool. you choose vengeance, better be raised first and vengeance. collect revenge. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, any other things we need to go over? I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. And obviously if you have any questions about your oath or how it will work with uh, my world and all that fun shit, you can just let me know. Yeah. When you... Um, question. Sorry, quick question. Yes. When you roll HP, do you add anything besides the D that you roll? Constitution. Con. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. 
Okay, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Any, any other things for... Okay. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for suffering through this episode with us. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but I had a great fucking time. That was wonderful. It just, I don't just don't know if it translated. Uh, but uh, we have uh, all our links below, including for at Lauren Adventuring Company, uh, Twitter at Lauren ADV Co. is also there. And uh, we will... We will also not be having a stream next week because uh, Blake has decided to go camping, which I am mildly, extremely jealous of. Going on my first um, vacation in like 700 years. Literally, it's been almost a decade since I've been on vacation. Oh, Woo. God, it has. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Leisha, tell Me. us about yourself. Uh, hi. Make it sexy. Hey. No. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll just make it normal then. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw that look, Ben. Uh, what look? You were just like... <laughs> I don't know uh, what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at amkellywrites. Uh, I, you can also find my website at amkellywrites.com. Uh, I have a blog where I post, uh, kind of just random stuff. I started a new series of blogs this week called, uh, You Should Be, um, where I, uh, recommend different media properties, uh, shows, TV shows, books, movies, stuff like that, so... Uh, you can check that out. Uh, I'm also working on a book right now. It's kind of about D&D. Uh, so hopefully that will be out at some point. It will. I hope. It will. <laughs> That's Ben's turn. Go! It's my turn. Uh, I'm Blake R. Wolf. You can find me at BlakeRWolf.com, which is B-L-A-K-E. Wolfie. R-W-O-L-F-E.com. <laughs> Um, I have one book out currently a novella. I've got, that's a horror thriller. And then I've got an LGBT book coming out on October 2nd. Uh, pre-orders go up on September 4th. And then I'm currently working on a fantasy series that is giving me some trouble, but I'm going to figure it out. So you can find me there and there's links to all my social media stuff too which is just like our wolf on twitter or facebook or whatever cool. yeah uh i am your loyal dungeon master taylor wallace you can find me on twitter at uh, t-a-i-y l-o-r-w-a-l-l-a-c and uh i don't know i mostly do D D stuff right now but i am working on some stories trying to get at least one done before january um, currently working on Rosemary Hearth, which is uh, witchy, paranormal, supernatural, LGBT, and then Avalanche, which is historical kind of fiction with a supernatural twist. Uh, if you like, if you like shit like Deadwood, you might like what I'm up to. Um, and then, uh, oh god, what else am I doing? I do a lot of stuff. Like all at once, like way too much, all at once. How about your editing? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a thing. Because um, I've been recently reworking a couple bits and pieces. Uh, I run Sonder Editing, uh, SonderEditing.com, and uh, if you got a story and you need somebody to look it over and make sure it makes sense and fix all your mistakes, you just let me know. I try to be real fair about my prices, so let's see what happens. <laughs> But uh, thank you all for joining us. We will be back the weekend after next uh, in September. And uh, that'll be September 5th. September 5th, yes. And uh, of course, follow Twitter for updates, stuff about lore. I do lore time posts. uh, And I post stuff that these guys are up to as well. Yay. Oh, VOD's available on Wednesday and podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. All right. I think that's it. All right. We can put this cursed episode behind us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Bye, everybody. The name of this episode, P.S., is called Pack Tactics. Pack Tactics. Yes, it will be. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good night and see you in two weeks. Bye, y'all. Bye.